The Team X Podcast, brought to you by Eat, Drink, Roll. You can catch new episodes live every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern at www.twitch.tv slash eatdrinkroll. Subscribe today and help support small streamers. Thanks. This podcast contains adults using adult language. You have been warned. We are, hey, there, there's people on screen, and oh, are people, we? Well, I don't want to be Jesus Christ, what the hell? Off screen? What yeah. the hell? Like, everything just, hey. wow, hey, what? a whole bunch of shit just happened there, okay, okay, <laughs> car horn, alright, turn this car around, do it now, I think, I think, okay, good, we can start. I think the chaos is passed. No. I think therefore I'm streaming. Therefore, I'm gonna start this game of Dungeons and Dragons because it is Sunday. <gasps> I forget. Does it, it have to be? Because that means tomorrow's Monday. Yeah, you're telling me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let us help us get through the Sunday blues with a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons. This is Team X, otherwise known as Team Synagogue, if you're not into the whole thing and we are an official franchise of acquisitions incorporated that operates out of pinedale with exclusive rights to the chondawood region um but these uh four children never behave themselves and kind of just go ahead and do whatever the hell they're gonna do anyway oh there's still music there's still music yeah yes yeah, oh this whole music is on now it's done okay it thanks shady lady <laughs> right. thanks shady lady well, whoops got it sorry about that it's see i fixed it but then i didn't really fix it apparently you oh and it good blind cleric is now the stream boss dun 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 kill me if you can so well before we get into introductions if you would like to try to take away all of his hit points you could become the stream boss and that means that uh, all of the players get a refill of their specials, and I have to burn my dark one of my dark inspiration dice. Now, as of right now, I do not have any dark inspiration dice, and everyone is full. But it should not keep you from a trying to attack virtually through the stream, uh, Hugon's or or blind clerics uh, hit points. Well, you could always emotionally attack me. Well, I I, I prefer not. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that, like, attack is an available option. Yes. You just have to be choosy about your method. Um, just understand that if you do attack him and and not specifically attack his hit points by uh, bits, cheers, uh, follows, and subscriptions, if you do choose to attack him directly in any other way, there will be reprisals. Oh, yeah. Dealt forth from the beard. Or you know, say, the, didn't we the... discuss this that you know we were gonna pet the beard? No, that was a that's a five hundred dollar fee. <laughs> that's so, a tier. That's, that's a tier. That's a Patreon tier. If you want to pay me five hundred dollars, I will allow touching <laughs> of the beard, nothing else. 
But anyway, for six hundred fifty, you get to help groom the beard. No, no that's at least a thousand. With, the, with, a comb. with oils, so that way you can get that whole dripping Hugon experience. <laughs> Got it in there. No. <laughs> Congratulations, Clues just tripled the price of that. You're welcome. <laughs> for two thousand dollars a month, you might be allowed to give him a little nose boop. Um, maybe. Maybe. But. Maybe. <laughs> he's like wait a minute hang on now now we're talking about some real money here hang on yeah. um but i am uh, i am i am brian wiggins the saint brian i am your dungeon master and the dungeon master for this motley crew of people here uh so shall we start with the introductions of today's players before we get into the more important things of today starting as we always do in quadrant four moving in a clockwise direction has anyone gone back and actually verified this? He does occasionally say anti-clockwise. Okay. okay. I'm Clues playing Dread My Gem Weaver, Tinker Norm, Extraordinaire Sorcerer, and a whole bunch of other stuff, and I fully expect to blow something up. <laughs> Things happen. Things happen. Moving yeah. along. Magical I... bullshit. <laughs> I'm Viking Goat. I play Thunic Gentle Drink nature domain cleric and very grounded he's grounded and he's gonna have oh you're so goddamn <laughs> yeah. i suspect he's gonna get a good talking to from not only hugon but some kids parents <laughs> not not grounded it? in the sense of you know what he's got a really good you know perspective on life no no <laughs> yeah no chelsea's parents are gonna give him a what a talking with four i guess and if uh, that doesn't work then get him what five <laughs> Moving along. I am Blind Cleric. I am playing Hugon Volander, the very uh, exhausted fighter. Uh, he had a bad, day. bad day last time. And his day is not over. <laughs> this all... has all happened in the course of a day. His, his not even, meet, was like the newest, most so. annoying members of Pinedale. His contention with a warforged on the warpath some sort of eldritch cyborg thing oodles of paperwork and now undead wrought by undead, undead. negligence so he's had a very trying experience and he has no superiority dice left maybe he has a couple <laughs> no i used all of them i yeah, legitimately all used of all of them, them. well listen, i was it's... trying to kill as many things as i could and i used every single one of them <laughs> And last, but by no means least. I am Purple Monkey Robots, and I'm playing Eno, the Tiefling Bard, and I am very tired as well. And I tried to do a lot of PRBS last week and didn't work for me. So, um, well, it's okay because now, now we actually have a PRBS detector. Oh, yeah. I installed it into the stream. So, when mm. there is PRBS, we will now get. Oh, no, that's not... What the hell just happened there? Where are the... Oh, this the is... dog's mess. barking? No, this is... He hit a button. It there was... It oh. I hit a button. It's not working anymore now. God oh, damn there it, it is. It no. flashed like three frames. Yeah, it's not supposed to do that. It's supposed to do... It's... Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. Anyway, that's anyway. good. We know in our hearts that Patrick Rothfuss bullshit occurred. I saw yes. that on tweet. Oh, there it is. Yeah, but... 
it's not green? supposed, to, supposed be to be green. Be no, oh. it worked earlier today, and now it doesn't work because okay. well, we'll fix it in post. Piece of shit. <sighs> anyway, it may not be. I'm just. I'm gonna say that. <sighs> okay. So, when we last left our protagonists, uh, there had been some discoveries. We had started off with. Uh, a couple episodes ago with learning that Eno's friend uh, Alexi, who he had originally been trying to meet in Waterdeep and was then thrust into the Acquisitions Incorporated universe franchise and has since become a, franchi- a franchisee, but his, uh, his friend returned. And it turns out his friend might be some form of cyborg construct type thing. We're not terribly sure. Uh, there were shenanigans, and then it w- uh, then it was determined or discovered by a little mouse that one of the potato scouts named Chelsea, for reasons as of yet undetermined, had wandered down into the hole in the ground where Meanlocks had dispersed from. Uh, a, a long time ago, at least in our time. Well, no, like a year ago. But uh, uh, Meanlocks had been dispersed. There were some uh, elven ruins discovered underneath. There was a uh, semi-dormant warforge discovered underneath. And she decided to wander down there, despite the fact, despite the fact that Thonic had said, you're not allowed to go down there. He told all the Potato Scouts, you're not allowed to go down into the into the ruins. Which I think may have been his own may have been his undoing because if you're a small, adventurous child, not being allowed to go someplace, that's like basically mm-hmm. telling him to do it. Yeah, pretty that's much. an invitation. It's it not is. a. It's not it, a. It's not even an invitation. Sure. It's like it's a command. Yeah, don't go here. Well, all right, fine, I'll go there. Jeez, it's an imperative. Depending on what their learning style is, yes, it could be the imperative. The stove's hot. Don't touch it. Oh yeah, well I'm gonna find out. So she clearly has oppositional defiant disorder. Um, I'm going to put my face on it. <laughs> she, uh, no, that it's all stuff. <laughs> she, <laughs> ah! um, so face. she, uh, she oh. apparently wandered down there. And Thunic quickly, very quickly, knowing that Hugon would not be pleased with this, ran down to try to rescue her and found out that she was possessed, taken by some malevolent entity of unknown origin and on top of that in addition to her being uh so possessed apparently the bodies that had been laying underneath in these ruins had been reanimated and a zombie horde had appeared to which he smartly decided to summon the rest of his teammates and the teammates then were able to go down collectively known as team x were able to go down and pretty much without any uh, ethical drawbacks, we're able to lay waste to these semi-organic or semi-organic constructs. Because you can't feel bad killing zombies now, can you? Well, uh, if anything, what we did was um, take care of some very overdue <laughs> recycling. We're we're gonna re- we're gonna repurpose them. Listen. Some of it might be upcycled. You know, recycle your reanimated. 
I mean, what, what, what else is a zombie but an uh, but an upcycled corpse? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you gotta. Um, and now you, you gotta deal with it. And now you can recycle it because really, what is a zombie but just not mulch yet? Self-delivering mulch. It's self -del you need it over there. <laughs> Self-delivering fertilizer. Wait a minute, we might be onto a brand new, <laughs> a brand new scheme here. To it's funny that you should say that because that's a thing in Eberron. Kind of. I'll um, explain it in tabletop. Okay. So, um, and uh, and during the course, uh, so so uh, zombies were attacked, zombies were destroyed. Uh, Thunuk, uh took a few hits because he's a big target. Uh, Drenmai, we discovered, has polymorph. And I can't wait to so now it. we have uh, Bear My Dremweaver uh, for when she wear bears it out. Um, more fighting. And then when they, they they were able to get further into this crypt, further into these ruins, into this large uh, chamber of sorts where they were able to use the uh, pine cones that they or not, Yeah, the pine cones. I said, what did I say? Like, acorns. And I was wrong because that's a whole different team. That, that It's a better show. Go watch them. Um they are really they are uh, but anyway uh they were to use the pine cones they got as part of their like so when you sign up to be a franchisee for team x or it seems like almost any franchise with acquisitions incorporated you get like a little keepsake right a little tchotchke you know when you start a new job and they have some like and it's usually like oh here's the company t-shirt and the company polo shirt and here's the notebook that we got for you know that has the company logo on it and some pencils and they give you all like this stuff you know, well, with Acquisitions Incorporated, you get the, the little symbol of your branch, and that's the, in this case, it was the, the pine cone. And they were able to use these pine cones within the chamber to activate something with a little help from, uh, some hope and a prayer from the four, uh, to the four, actually. We're able to activate this ancient machinery and expel this malevolent entity from Chelsea's body. And that is where we lay our scene. So when, when you first, when, when Team Xenagog had first entered, uh, well, actually, we're going to come back to that. So we're going to actually do this because it's a new episode, right? So cameras outside, out in the, in, the, uh, in the square, in the plaza of Pinedale, and you can see people are gathered around the stanchions that are around the hole that goes down into the, the Meanlock Cave that goes into the, into the elven ruins and they're all murmuring and waiting um if anyone's old enough it's kind of like the baby jessica situation when she fell down the well and everyone's just sort of standing around waiting to see what will happen i'm not sure if anyone's old enough to remember that but anyway uh you, you see there's uh concerned parents concerns townspeople uh some of the town guard is making sure nobody else goes down there some of them are insisting no i can help i know how to help with this you know, because they climbed a rock once, so that makes them an expert to go down and fight zombies and try to retrieve this little girl. Um, and well, I'm sure if they knew there were zombies, they wouldn't be so bold. No, no, man, you don't understand. Like, I read this book once, and, like, I killed a squirrel, so I think I could handle these zombies, man. Cool. Well, uh, you'll be the first to die, then. Yeah, it's but Next time we have a zombie problem, I'm sending you into the woods. <laughs> Good luck. This is the, this is the way of it. Um, and... You can see so the potato scouts are all gathered around, but they're not going down. Not going down. They're heeding what the Spud Lord has said. 
not to enter into the caves. They know that they're, they're worried about their friend. And the camera goes down into the cave. And here, as we go down, we see some of the uh, spies that were trained are now just basically acting as guards. They're starting to uh, make sure that they're, they're, they're protecting the... Uh, they're acting as a rear guard as they're patrolling this this tunnel now, making sure that the dead are actually staying dead this time, the ones that were not dusted, removing heads, usually a good thing, sticking daggers through brains, you know, making sure, uh, checking to make sure, you know, they're, they're starting to, like, check the different uh, doorways and hallways off, uh, off to see if there's any, like, make sure there's nothing else coming, you know. They're paying attention. They know. They passed all their testing. They're, they're putting it in action here. Camera continues to go down. It gets very, very dark. And finally, we open up into this antechamber or this, uh, this, this chamber. And when you had first entered it, it had been uh, f this fluctuating purplish light flowing through the glyph that takes up the entire floor that you have since fixed and realigned properly. And uh, But it was this... It was this odd bluish purple pulsating color that wasn't quite almost like a, like it was like a, a a short circuit underwater if you've ever seen like whenever you see like this post-apocalyptic scene of like uh a sunken ship and the, some of the lights are still on but they're kind of like flickering because they're they're just waterproof enough but it's and it's it, it, that, that was sort of like the look of the lights before but once you realigned the glyphs and thunic said a prayer to the four the uh this greenish this this light green uh life affirming energy had flowed through the entire glyph and flowed up through this upside down uh elongated pyramid that's suspended from the top of this chamber had flowed all through that and <clears throat> um it's uh and it's 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 now it's it's actually the glyphs the the the, the writing on this uh pyramid is now visible it's not flickering anymore you could actually read some things there there's uh it's it's a little bit well lit but you hear a low hum from deep beneath the floor and it started after you had realigned the glyph and 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 done this prayer and it's not it's it's not like a grinding or anything it's just more like um almost like a distant well-tuned generator running just a low just a very low hum not even a vibration in the floor but you can you can sense that there's you're not sure if it's from the magical energy flowing through this if there's something else happening here but uh, uh that is where we lay our scene would you say so that we, it's like a Honda generator sound or like a... <laughs> or like a H&M diesel. Or like a FEMA generator. Or Hobgoblin generator. I'm just going to ignore that question because... <laughs> well, I, listen, you said you described a generator and there's many different And kinds. now you want to know what kind of generator. Fuji. Um, it's a fair question. I mean, we it could be Briggs and Stratton or it could be a Honda. Uh, so I want to I want to know <laughs> I want to know if I can tell if it's a, if it's like a certain note this the if there's like a like can I can I can I play, is it is it just a is it just a like or is it like an actual one like is it a, is, is there it a, a rhythm to it does it yeah is there like, any kind of rhythm to it or um, no it's pretty um, steady 
It's okay. Uh-huh. It's steady. It's stone. steady. Yeah. Um, can can I can I tell like how far away it is, or is it just a well? I would say presence? I I would allow you to do a check to determine that, but I will because you're dealing with sound. I will allow an argument for you to tell me which way you would like to check this. If you feel, I, I normally I, I would think, say perception, but I but being that we yeah. that we've described this and you started describing this as music, I feel like there might be some other alternatives here. And this is Dungeons and Dragons, right. so let's 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 break the rules here. <laughs> so let's get crazy. Let's get stupid. <laughs> so so Eno gets out gets out his drum from his his bag Mm -hmm. he gets out like a hand drum and he summons his um mage hand and he puts the drum over about 29 feet away from him in the center of of the room and he has the mage hand tapping on the drum Mm -hmm. and then he takes his lute and he he just he starts walking around the room and he's trying to find the the like the harmonics that match the note so that he can try to like triangulate how far he thinks it is away and maybe glean like what he thinks it is. Like, is it, is it something bad really more in general? Like, is it, is this, does this sound like a bad sound? Mm. Is it, is it, you know, are we talking a performance check here? That's what I'm looking. That's what I'm looking to do. (laughs) I, I, I will allow it. All right. Well, it's, uh, that's a 19. So. All right. Not discordant. So I don't know because it sounds bad. It's not a discordant sound. It's not a discordant okay. note. So it's not like... Um, when like like not not like a high pitched whine that you feel is going to start destroying your you know eardrums. It is not right. um, the awful sound of uh, if you've ever heard an unlubricated uh, motor right before it dies when it's running at high RPM. And I got a look from our gem weaver who knows exactly what that sound is. It sounds like the mm-hmm. devil. It does. It gets this high screech. It sounds screech. like a ring wraith. Yeah, it's like this high, un- un- unearthly screech right before everything mm-hmm. seizes. It's not that. It is not that. This is actually a very uh, warm, deep note that you're that you're picking up on. And you feel that it is coming from deep beneath this room that you're currently in. Um, okay. As far as exact distance, you it's difficult to tell, you know, rock compositions, density of the earth, you know, are there are there air pockets in there that are causing you know, alterations that are harmonics, you know, do, water. Do I think it could it be a ley line? Do are we are we hearing a ley line? Oh. That would be an arcana check. All right. I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to give that a throw. Hugon's not really sure what's happening, but so he's exhausted. I'm, it's true. He knows just walking around. <laughs> yeah, he knows like going do 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 do
all of a sudden he stops playing and he and he he kind of waves his hand and the the mage hand just hovers mm-hmm. over the drum and he he puts his arms out and he tries to uh completely unsuccessfully figure this out because i rolled a seven total <laughs> um <laughs> and that's the you know we've come to know and love uh, <laughs> and then he's just like he just shrugs <laughs> bardic like, inspiration <laughs> no i i used them all that's it um, i'm out <laughs> you you do feel um you so as you were doing this you were able to find almost like a divining rod uh, you're as you were walking around, you were able to find something that was resonating. You're not sure what that is, though. Okay, so he 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 just gives a vague like, no, <laughs> so he's just like something, <laughs> something, something down there. I, 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 I try to figure it out. Interesting. It's like it's like resonating with the. Like, then he would start going like it seems to be resonating with the harmonic frequency um you know i tried to i tried to figure it out i but, tried uh, to reverse it <laughs> yeah i tried to reverse the polarity of the of the harmonic frequency and uh i i, I came up empty fellas did you take into account the acoustics of the room <laughs> i i i did I, I, I want to see Eno and Hugon actually starting to have a conversation about room acoustics. Yeah. And... I did. No, I mean, not really. No, no. Sorry. Do you have any? Do you have any suggestions, Hugon? I, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Uh, I mean, other than sending the grease goblin after it, no, not really. Who's, what's the grease goblin? Oh. That thing, and he points at Dren. <laughs> that's not very nice. Uh, I don't fucking like her, so that's. <laughs> And he, Eno just shakes his head and says, "Eno disapproved of that." Minus ten. Eno yeah. disapproves. Eno will remember this. Uh, <laughs> can I? Can I go up to like the pillar? Because you said that there was writing on it that appeared. There is writing on it. Yes. I want to go look at it. But you cannot look at it. Your eyes are burned from your face. <laughs> um, That's okay. I can just make mechanical ones. Does she still have tongues? Uh, God, well, I hope that not. only lasted an hour, right? Uh, Isn't that how long it lasts? Yeah, you have to One hear hour. the language. It's not. Yeah, yeah it no, be that's comprehend. that's over. Never mind. Yeah. Um. So the the, I, the well, very guess... tip, the very tip of this is sitting about ten feet above the ground. Okay, so it's way the fuck up there for me. Yes. <laughs> but um, it is. But it is. Uh, Thunic would scratch the top of his head on it should he walk past it. Is is it like? etched in or is it glowing or what's what does it look like to me um you don't see any etchings but you also do not see any um it it, it looks like one enormous piece of um uh what's it called when you get like the glass from a volcano, when it's that shiny obsidian, obsidian? Yeah. is obsidian from the volcanic obsidian's a shiny black rock. Yeah. But this looks, uh, almost more fragile than that. Like almost glass. Obsidian's I'm tr- pretty damn fragile. Yeah. Well, maybe obsidian is the appropriate. Maybe obsidian is the appropriate. So obsidian is the only volcanic glass that I'm aware of. Maybe. So that would be, but yeah, so it's got that, 
that natural polished look. You don't see any tooling marks on this, but it's the the runes and the glyphs in there are they're backlit without there being an opening. They sort of just exist okay. on the surface of this. So it's almost like when you have there's like this I think they've experimented with this when they're able to put like almost like a plasma between two sheets of glass and they're able to make mm -hmm. that stuff in between. So is it is it moving then or is it stationary? It is stationary. Okay. Gently um, I'm gently gonna... pulsating with the power of the four. But give me okay. a give me a perception roll. Perception. Does it look like a written language to me? It does look like a written language to you. Okay. That's a 14. A 14. You are noticing it does seem a skosh dimmer than when it first lit. Okay. Then can I do like an arcana check on it so I can see if I can deem any, make any sense of it? Like the, not the actual language, but the forces behind it, I guess. Basically. No. Thelnik, what do you, no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes, you may do. You, of course you may do an arcana check. And I've got another trick up my sleeve when you're done with that. Uh, that's a 19. A 19. So what is it you're trying to determine? Let's 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 dial in here. Let's drill deep. Let's 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 get silly. Let's get I'm, stupid. I'm kind of like really interested. I like I like languages first, but then it's like okay, well, there's some magical cool shit going on in here, and if I noticed that it was dimmer than before. I want to try and gain the source of uh, Dren very much believes in energy. So mm -hmm. it's either going somewhere or cause you can't create nor destroy energy. So I want to try and figure out if this is dissipating, where is it going to? Cause then maybe I can figure out something else from it. Okay. So you're trying to apply the law of the conservation of energy mm -hmm. to Okay, uh, to, to magic. I, I'm sure there's a form Ren, of Ren Newtonian is, or otherwise yeah, physics. Ren very much believes in that there's magic, but there's a reason for the magic. Mm. You can explain science to magic. Oh, yeah. The weave mm. in Faerun is a quantifiable substance. Exactly. It's immeasurable by human standards, but it can, by in fact, be this. quantified. <laughs> so, you feel... As you're reaching out with your tinker oh, gnome I'm full senses, on this obsidian pillar, just mm, as much as my little grubby arms can get around. And know what's gonna be funny is that if you were to look around, you would just see Drenmai like hanging off the very end of this thing, ten feet up, with absolutely no explanation whatsoever of how she got there. But <laughs> she's and communing with this, and um, you feel as though the source of this is from some sort of friction between forces that there's um so much uh i'm trying to think of like either the um well kind of like not like not like a general but like the brakes on a prius they're able to generate battery power by from the friction of the brakes applying to the uh, the brake pads on the on the discs, it's able to get some of that heat and able to, you know. It, so you feel like there's almost like this. There's there's like some forces that are at work here that as they're moving past each other, that friction point is generating 
this energy. I would get slightly excited at that and figure that this is some kind of mechanical contraption for energy then. Mm -hmm. And now were, there were other pillars around. No, the this is the only. The little ones that we put the pine cones in? Oh, these are more like alcoves. Okay. They were, they were alcoves. Um, yeah, and you feel like the, the energy, though, is uh, – you feel like the battery is – direction to it. Uh, is it getting sapped any particular direction? Is this like down. Minecraft and don't dig down? down? down. I'm going to start digging. There... Did you bring your arcane voltimeter? Uh, then you don't pockets. fucking know. You trying to play with a live circuit, kid. Mm -hmm. I no, think you brought that. I lick it. <laughs> Congratulations, you're disintegrated. It's mine now. <laughs> I licked it. I claimed it. It's fine. So I, I want to, I want to cast a spell. I want to cast a spell. Now you're now mine. You're mine. Okay. I want to cast a spell. I'd like to cast comprehend language. Indeed. Did you not? I believe. I see. I'm. I because I am a fair and magnanimous dungeon master. I do believe. Oh, keep your look to yourself. You, <laughs> you cast that last game. Did I? You did, and it is still running. Okay. I thought that. Oh, that's right. You did. I was gonna say tongues, but you did that too. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's done a lot of. There's been a lot of like language stuff in in the skull zone. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. So okay. So I've already got that running. So I touch the pillar. Mm -hmm. And I concentrate on this area. Mm -hmm. uh, so it says. Uh, uh, it says for the duration, you understand the literal meaning of any spoken language you hear. You also understand any written language that you see, but you must be touching the surface on which the words are written. Oh. Uh, it takes about a minute to read one page of text. Oh. It does It does say the spell doesn't work. It, it says the spell doesn't decode secret messages in a text or glyph, such mm -hmm. as an arcane sigil that isn't part of written language. So mm -hmm. it's got to be a written language, and I just have to touch the surface. So I feel like if I'm touching the surface below the thing, it's still – unless – Unless these letters aren't on the surface of this pillar somehow, uh, or or aren't a written language mm, that maybe I'd be able to glean. Well, let's do this first. Let give me a religion check because I think there's got to be a certain right. point of a focus. Yeah, um, All right. a point of understanding. Okay, like if you just so open if you just opened up like the Bible or a religious text with zero context whatsoever, you'd be like, what the hell is this? But once you have that starting point. Yeah. And it's also it's a badass story. A lot of people seeing turning into salt and exploding. Wow, man. <laughs> Metal. Dude, why'd that brother fuck his sister? <sighs> because and here no, we are. Uh, Game of Thrones. Nine. Um, so you are able to determine this is a language. It appears to be of some kind of some of the turns of phrases appear to be some form of Elvish. Um, it appears to be religious in nature. Okay. Um, you are able to pick up that much of it, and as you're reading, it appears to be telling a story of some sort. Um. of brothers who were fighting 
and uh, sisters who are fighting. Uh, some kind of familial. You're not sure. It might be that the word for brother or sister, it could probably be translated as both feminine and masculine in terms of its uh, entomology. Um, okay. And something about great war you're seeing something about a betrayal the reunification of a family and the division of a great power but because it's 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 its prose is so deeply religious in its syntax and its approach and because mm -hmm. the language uh appears to be a very old version so um if you've ever tried to read i, I don't even want to say chaucer i want to say like pre-chaucer if you try to read some literary works of like like old English that's actually in English not like in old English but it can be very very difficult to read just because of the spellings that they use the different there's just words there's a lot of dots do uh, do I think if I I concentrated on this for a while like that'd be able to glean more from it is that you, yes I think, yeah or... you could spend some time with it would probably take you more than a minute because this is more than a page this okay. is a so, so Eno turns to Drennan and 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 he says, "This this is elvish." And he keeps looking up at it and he says, uh, "It's like it's there's it's like some kind of fight between brothers and sisters, some kind of it's maybe like a feud between a family." I'm Dungeon really Master. old, oh, okay. <laughs> so can I? Uh... Do I deem any similarities of anything else that I've heard? Yeah, he he, he goes on and, and says, you know, yeah, describes what you basically said. History check. What's my history? I don't know. I don't know well, it started when you were a little girl. Hey, I'm not bad in that. I am old, I guess. So, uh, seventeen. Seventeen, and you're so you're trying to see if you remember any as he's describing this. Is this triggering any other memories for you? Yeah, basically, do I think? Oh, hey, that sounds like this. Um. As a little girl. You seem to remember being told a story, and you think it was not. I th you think it was by your uh, great 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 Nana, who's no longer with us, unfortunately. Lived to a ripe old age of who knows. Well, you know, when you're a kid, it's like I don't know how old you are. You're, you're old. 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 Um, Ancient. She she always, she always seemed to smell of baby powder and mothballs. Um, but uh, you seem to remember a story. She, it, it, like, the hint of a story of 
ancient, ancient times in the Chandawood of great battles that had occurred there and how uh, there at once uh, during these great battles, it was between uh, of, of family members who were fighting and then eventually reconciled in order to defeat a great evil, but had to do it at a great sacrifice. But because you were told this as like a two or a three-year-old child, you don't remember the, the more salient details, but there's the emotional notes that as he's describing this, you remember, you can remember sitting in front of the fire, wrapped with you and your brothers and sisters and cousins as your great, 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 great nanny was telling the story as she was sitting there, probably tinkering with something, a little screwdriver and like just sort of, you know, like some grandmothers will sit there and tell the story and you, can't, you see them as they, they're like knitting or crocheting. Mm-hmm. No, your nanny was like sitting in the rocking chair, but she would be tinkering with something as she would tell these stories, like little adjustments here and there. And his mm-hmm. little, little baby Dren, probably the head too big, big eyes, just. Oh yeah. Just, and it was one of your favorite stories, but alas, she passed and you have not heard the story in some time. I would like to see if I can glean context without being 400 years old. <laughs> you youngster. You Shut youngster. up. I hate you. <laughs> Rosa Rock. <laughs> um, essentially, what I'm trying to glean is this sounds like a civil war. And what I'm trying to do is gain some sort of confirmation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, to see if this is one of the sort of famous and and well researched and you know scholarly mm-hmm. wars that is known to mm-hmm. modern people. Yes. So should I roll a history for that? You should roll a history for that. I've got a nineteen on the die, so twenty five. You are quite certain that you have never read of any stories specific Mm -hmm. to this about the Chandawood. Now, you also know from your readings and from your your history lessons that there uh, was at one point a elven empire Mm -hmm. uh, in the Chandawood. Um that had both the empire itself and its capital city were known as Rushianjan. And okay. you also know, as elves tend to be, they were, especially in that age, notoriously secretive. And outsiders were not privy to the details of the inner workings of their empire. And they did not share this with anyone other than the elves if there was a great civil war it would have been very no we are not telling you about this is is there any indication of what sort of elf because there are many in this region uh they were known to have been green elves okay that explains quite a bit to gideon but not to you <laughs> Meta. Green elves are green elves. Green elves are a problem. They're they're kind of 
They're hardcore. <laughs> you got like elves, right? Then no, no, no. Then you got like green elves. <laughs> they're hardcore they were, about they were... being. They're hardcore about being elves. Well, I mean, they're also like the foot soldiers of the Fae, or were <laughs> back in times unremembered by mortals. They are. They were not nice. Elves in general tended to not be nice. <laughs> but that is that is the knowledge you are able to glean from what Eno is saying. Master Gentle Trunk. Thodic is torn. Uh, he's got a child that was recently mm -hmm. possessed. Uh, is she conscious? She is asleep. Okay. And she feels... Uh, she is shivering, not in a hypothermic way. Not like when when you... So Thonic, being who he is and what he does, is, you know, he's aware of what the symptoms of hypothermia are. Mm -hmm. Um. She is not displaying those symptoms, but she does feel a bit on the cold side. She is... Um, She's in shock, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Shivering. She's uh, sleeping. Mm -hmm. But as best you could tell, no worse for wear outside of, you know, having some kind of malevolent entity, you know, hijack her body and ride her around for a bit. Uh, he's going to give her a cursory examination real quick. And Medicino. Medicino. I don't suck at that. 24. 24. So, Thunic with very gentle hands is able, you're able to, it, it does the once over. You know, checking very careful because this is a small child and Thunic has very large hands and he is very strong, as we have previously determined. But in this sort of situation, these are well practiced hands. And you're able to give her the once over and like does like the smell of the breath because you know you can learn a lot just by what's happening there you're feeling her temperature you're doing the whole you know the whole mom thing you know like here you mm -hmm. know checking here you like you're feeling for her heartbeat um yeah she feels like she's in shock but not you don't feel she's in immediate danger but you're not quite sure of I'm not sure if Thunic has had... Well, let's actually ask the question. Has Thunic had much experience with possession? No. Not personally. No. He is familiar with it as a concept. Hugon mm -hmm. does possession on the regular. <laughs> I don't think Thunic's aware of that. But... No, he is familiar with it as a con uh, as a concept. Mm -hmm. He has some minor training with it. This is his first exposure to it actually mm. happening. So it's his first case. Yes. Um, he, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that. So you wouldn't know exactly how a how a body, let alone a child's body, reacts to these things. You know, if if she had poison mm -hmm. ivy, you know about that. If she had lupus probably could figure lupus, that out it, but it's never lupus i mean it never is lupus but you would know right but you know when they've had bad mushrooms if they've you know if they ate the wrong kind of moss if they you know accidentally 
fell into the part of the river where you don't go into the river because that's where the dirty stuff happens. You know, you, you're you aware of what those symptoms are and what the effects are of different body types and sizes. This is not where you're not really sure, but as best you can tell at this point, she doesn't appear to be in immediate danger. She just appears to be cold and tired. Mm -hmm. uh, I will treat this as if this is a form of shock and, mm -hmm. uh, and apply appropriate measures. Mm -hmm. uh, in which case... Uh, He's going to cinch up his belt further up around his waist and basically mm. tuck her inside of his shirt so she <laughs> is being kept warm. Not like he's not bringing his pants up Urkel style. No, it's just that. No, just to make sure out. she can't fall down. It's like a it's like a thun a thunic papoose. It's a papoose. It's just he didn't think to bring anything like that to to make a papoose. Put her in it like stuff her in the backpack. Yeah. No, he's not wearing his backpack because they're in town. Uh, yeah. But, like. Uh, no, actually, better idea. He'll take his shirt off and basically wrap her in the shirt like a papoose and then tie it over his shoulder. So okay. That she can't. So she basically is ensconced in a potato cocoon of sorts and kept warm. But now Swaddle. we've got. But now Swaddle. we've got shirtless Thunic. And I and uh, just so what there's there's two ways that this this visual happens for me. One is that he does this, and it's like when Ned Flanders takes his shirt off for the first time, and it's like Jesus Christ, look how ripped this guy is. Where it's just nothing but like muscle upon muscle, like like ripped, you know, like uh, like Marvel superhero ripped, you know. Or it goes the other way, where there's muscle there, but there's also the layer of baby fat that Thunic would have over top of that. He he's lean. He's he's the most so this is uh, chris hemsworth in th in the first thor movie coming out when he's putting the jeans on for the first time just like listen th no, th this had a deep that. this it, had a deep impact on my wife i know just <laughs> <laughs> not, that, that's even too buff for him but like he's no he's lean because mm -hmm. but he's also muscly because this is the since joining the team this mm -hmm. is the most he's had to eat at any given time oh like f frequently so he's still bulking up so he's still yeah he's bulking um but uh he's on but, the creatine he's on the creatine so this is more like uh like a michael phelps in size yeah, and stature it's, it's a very phelpsy phelpsian situation here uh but uh, but uh a bit more in the way of uh here sootness because <laughs> okay. he's he's not shaving for for swims yeah no 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 uh, so yeah um but not burt reynolds level no okay no, not Burt Reynolds or Robert Williams' area of like Harry. Yeah, I was gonna say so. Like, yeah, on a scale of still somewhat seventieth. Michael Phelps, so more like 80s. a Mark Spitz, <laughs> maybe a, a, a Hasselhoff. This is a strange conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like like a Hasselhoff, a Hasselhoff lever. It's a, Hass wait, 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 a Hasselhoff situation. There we go. Yeah, pre, pre like a six night night rider Hasselhoff era, not not Bay Baywatch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> People will understand what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have her all but, papoosed up. Yeah. And now that he, he feels somewhat safe about this, he's not realizing this. He's also seeing a physical representation of the four in front of him. Mm -hmm. And as you Other put her in the papoose, his... you do that, the mouse crawls off your shoulder down. Mm -hmm. And then when she, he actually crawls up like right underneath her chin and just curls up like right here on her. And rips out her throat. No, no, no. <laughs> Sleeps. Just like does the whole thing, curls up. Right here. It squeaks for the four. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and all of a sudden it turns into Watership Down. And <laughs> no, it uh, no, he he's too, he just wants to do his part. He wants to he wants yeah. to help. He helps. Yeah, he, he he's 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 gonna basically a baby monitor. I help. A little mouse baby monitor. I help. No, right there. I help. Yeah. Uh, little mouse licks and sleeping. It's so like the next turtle season. Uh, so, so then he reaches up and, and touches the uh, upside down pyramid. Yes, to one end. Because he's he's uh, everyone else is. Now allow, <laughs> he's now allowing himself to feel awe because he's never seen, aside from his medallion mm-hmm. and the handful of things that he's been shown in visions, he's never seen a physical representation of of something that that belongs to the four. Mm-hmm. This is the first time. So we've got Drenmai hanging off the point, communing. We've got Eno touching it, but like actively trying to read. And I almost imagine like, like the mouth moving a little bit. You know, like, are you trying to like? No, wait, that what is that? What does that phrase? No, what? What the? What the fuck does "doff" mean? What's, <laughs> There's too many vowels and thighs. <laughs> it was like kind of like working out the working out the sentence structure. So Thunic, then, boom, and I want you to make a religion check, but with avantage. Ooh, avantage. All right. So let me just roll this twice and then do the math on the higher one. Oh my gosh! I had a situation where the it rolled. To the 14, and it was about to go to 20, and then it went back down to 14. Uh, but no, us uh, religion. Oh, minus uh, 16. <laughs> I, just, I still love the fact that we have a cleric who's got a negative on his religion modifier. 16. Yeah. Now, 16, 16 is is that'll that'll do for what we're looking to do here. Um. So you feel as you're doing this almost like a conduit that you're you're creating a conduit between this pyramid and the floor and you feel the power of the four flowing through you but not in the way that you felt it before generally speaking you're aware of the four's presence and you've had conversations with various aspects but it's always with one aspect of it even when you were at the lake and in your dreamscape lake speaking with the mysterious old man we need to have this little asterisk at the bottom. Please see episode. Um, I need to add that to the bottom of the screen there. Add, yeah, little footnotes. Um, Just a button that you can hit that's like, see episode whatever. Yes, yes. I'm going to have to add that. Uh, the uh, um, Even when they were together, you were feeling them as four separate entities. This is a case. And whenever you've like evoked their magic, invoked their name... It's always been one specific aspect of it. Spring, summer, winter, fall, whatever. You know, however you want to, whatever way you want to divide it up. This is a case of where you're feeling the power of the four, but amalgamated into one single energy. Um. And you hear an echo. Okay. Of a voice in your own mind, not like actually in the room, but just sort of in your own mind, you hear 
or maybe in your soul. You're not sure. Maybe fear bogs don't have souls. Maybe they only have roots. We don't know. Um, they, uh, you hear an echo of some chanting. And you hear, you feel a great sadness. And then you hear um, this, this distant echo of To save them, we can no longer be one. And a deep, profound sadness just fills you up. And then you feel the spirit of the four divide. This this amalgamated, <clears throat> this amalgamated energy is then the four separate energies that you've become well acquainted with. And then a moment later, you just feel the conduit of that, of that energy again, that single amalgamated energy, but uh, a little bit less than it was before. Um, Thodic is going to try reaching out effectively with in the manner that he has sort of when he reaches out to the four for assistance and um, <clears throat> to, ca to cast uh, their spells through prayer. He's going to sort of push that portion of his mind towards the uh, pyramid. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's sort of like a He's asking for a sign from the four. Are is this? Do you? Is this how you? Is this you? Do you feel this still? Are you? Are you there? The are you there for? It's me. Thought are I. you? <laughs> Listen, it was there. I mean, it... I walked into that, <laughs> and. Let's do another religion check. But again, I will give you advantage because of where you are and the circumstances in which we find ourselves. Uh, 17. 17. That's even better. Yep. And at the base of this, almost if you were to look straight down where the point, if the point were of this pyramid were to actually hit the ground, where that point on the ground is, you can see how the, uh, the 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 this giant rune, this giant sigil, is spread out throughout the room, and if each of these leaves represented a quadrant, where they meet would be the point, where these quadrants meet would be the point. It's point zero comma zero of uh, the, uh, the Cartesian coordinates would be right to where this point is, and in each one of these quadrants, you it's almost like an echo of an otter an echo of a little mobile toadstool a little uh an echo of of a hummingbird like you're seeing the various aspects as you've come to know them of the four and you feel a sadness out of them but also maybe 
some hopefulness, a little bit of the smallest glimmer of hope. Um, what the fuck have this idea that I just had? <laughs> mm. Playing lots of video games with with RPG elements. I'm looking. My my brain says go look for levers to make the. <laughs> the I gotta step on the right tiles on the floor. Speaking of RPGs, we have a very interesting scenario wherein we have like completed a quest objective, which is like save the child, and now we're fucking around in the dungeon looking for stuff we haven't found yet. Yeah, whilst the objective is on someone's back. <laughs> that is classic. Uh, uh, completionist classic. playing. This is, this is like. Uh... <laughs> It's a little bit like Skyrim, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, that, with that in mind, something is actually going to say. Uh, it, uh, uh, tell everyone, I have to, I have to, I have to take, take her up, up out of here. She's, she's saved, but she's not. She needs to rest. She needs to go home. I need to, need to we need to get her, this kid out of here. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go back to the surface. Um, you might not want to hang out in here without me. I'm not sure. Just, I don't know. This place is very much, uh, it's heavy with force stuff. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Mm. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna take Chelsea back up, back up to the surface. Okay, bye. That's a good idea, Thunic. Bye now. Like as he's already like like walking away, like you know, it's like that's a good idea, Thunic. Oh, he's gone. He's like, yeah. and he's, he goes back to like head pops he's, in. He, bye. Now, yeah. Now he's got now he's got his like journal out and he's trying to draw the symbols mm-hmm. like that he that he's having trouble with. And he's trying to correlate them with like other parts of the text to see if he can fit in mm-hmm. like the words that he's missing, and like to see how ma- how many times those words repeat to try and figure out like what you know what 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 context am I am I am I missing? Uh, uh, so let's do another. Let's see. As we're putting all this together, this would be. Religion or insight, I can see an argument for either one, or acrobatics. Okay. No, not I'm acrobatics. Gonna go for, I'm going to go ahead and do a performance check then. And then yeah. uh, no. <laughs> um, well, since my insight is plus zero, I'll go ahead and do a religion check, uh, which is plus two. No, that's a little better. That's a fifteen. Fifteen. Um, so you're starting to put a little bit more of this together that apparently there was uh, some kind of division, some kind of difference in philosophy, because what you're seeing basically is the story told from two perspectives. And the part of the story that you're at right now is that you had the elves of Rushinjan, and apparently there was another group 
who the closest thing that you've been able to translate this to is the Biblatorium. Um, and there was something about how the city was powered. Um, and at some point, the, the schism between the Russian, the elves of Russian Jean and the Bibliotorium, uh, became not just a, not just a, uh, a, a debate about philosophy or, a, or a, a, it seems there were some deeply held beliefs as to their relationship with the world and how things should be. And it went beyond, at some point, it went beyond a, uh, a difference of philosophies into a cold war and then into a hot war where there was actual battle taking place between these two groups. And um, uh, it, it appears that one word that you have not seen before that you would probably need to do some more research on, there's references on both sides to some entity known as the Lililikan. How do you and spell that? L I L I L I K E N. L I L I L I L I But you're not sure what how that plays. But that's pretty much as far as you've gotten within the story so far, within the writings. So I, I think what once he hits that and he hits that sort of note in his mind, he, he he's thinking that word. He's thinking that word, and then he just starts saying it over and over again. He's just going lilikin, 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 and he's like, he's like, Dren, lilikin. Uh, does this word mean anything to me? Or is he just saying funny, like sounds at me, and I'm gonna throw something at him? And he just and he ju he jumps out of the way. Uh, I got. Uh, uh, oh no no! I'm not throwing anything at you. I'm waiting. Oh, for damn the it! DM. I, I'm waiting for the DM to tell me if this word means anything to me. That would either be <laughs> hmm, history or religion. Uh, they're both the same. Doesn't matter. Wasted perfectly good dex roll. Eighteen. <laughs> Save it because if this doesn't mean anything to me, I'm throwing something. Um. <clears throat> You remember while uh, you were receiving the instructions for the construction of your lantern, which was not originally supposed to be a lantern, when you originally took that that job from the mysterious which you stole. figure, just borrowed on a lengthy basis <laughs> on a permanent basis <laughs> yeah you stole it you're not convincing anyone not even yourself <laughs> um you rem remember vaguely him might have 
using that term in an almost prayer-like fashion. Hmm. But you so really weren't paying attention because you were paying like attention. It's not like a person, place, or thing. <laughs> uh, well, you're not. Sh- you remember it being used in some kind of prayer-like function. You weren't really sure because shiny things and ooh, I get to build something. So you were really like kind of in like engineering mode, and everything else was sort of like okay. in the background, kind of like oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, all praise Asmodeus. Yeah, whatever you say. Yeah, you know. Um, but nothing make, like a mental note to like start freaking taking more like B12 at home to improve her memory. Um, <laughs> gotta find, gotta find that Vivance prescription so I can go and, you know, pay attention start better. Start to eat more fish, you know, for omega threes and shit. Um, um, so I'll, I'll kind of like, I want to slide down the pillar. Squeak. And as Eno's kind of like, I'm like, hmm. It sounds familiar to me. And, but I do specifically remember that it was the people that had to deal with me when I, when they brought me the lantern and thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell him. It has, it might have, I've heard it before, and it was the people that I dealt with the lantern with. The Dragonborn. Was he Dragonborn? Dragonborn? Maybe. I don't remember clearly. Vitamins are needed. You know, looks in the I bag. suppose, like, everyone is going to kind of look the same to me because I noticed, like, knees and feet. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, like, my. You know, it's like it's like when I take Alex to conventions and I give him the camera. All I see are pictures of butts everywhere because that's his. So. Well, there's a butt. And there's I'm another sure that's butt. a height issue, and not just we now know he that he enjoys butts. Yeah, no, it's just how tall he is. Okay. <laughs> and, and we'll have to see when, out... once he gets older. If he's 15 and it's still nothing but pictures of butts, then we, then we know. Once he's my height and then it's pointing downwards, I'll know, which is <laughs> he gets it from me. It was, it was a dragonborn that asked me to steal your lantern. Can can I can I do a self memory check if I remember if it was dragonborn? Self memory check. Uh, yeah, per, per history or percept history. That'd be history. I can't insight myself. <laughs> you can't insight yourself. That would be that's TOS validation. You're not introspective enough to insight yourself. This is true. Not allowed to insight um, yourself on stream. Also, sounds painful. It does. Is it like self-trepanning? Possible. Yeah. What does a 12 get me? Not much. Um, (laughs) Now, yeah, you're remembering knees, feet, black cloak, gloved hands, uh, speaking in the, like, the royal we. Okay. And... I'll tell, you know, I, I... honestly don't remember he was my excuse he's cloaked so you know possibly Eno tries to do an impersonation of the dragonborn oh no <laughs> to jog her memory yeah he he's he's like he like he's remembering what the what the what the what the dragonborn sounds like and he starts going does this ring a bell does this they sound like this like whoever's 
How are the Dragon Wars sound? It was as close as he can get. Performance check. He just wants to roll a performance check. I know. <laughs> I'd like to roll a performance check if I may. I'd like to get good cheesecake. Oh shit! Uh, it's twenty-eight. Nice. Uh, you. So you nail it. You nail. Uh the voice of this dragonborn it is emblazoned in your mind because this is what really started your current story arc um right. <laughs> it's uh, like we would like you to build the lantern and it should be, look like this i immediately get scared and i flap him on the head ow roll deck. sorry 16 18 <laughs> 18 <laughs> Ah, fuck you. No, I get to roll against it. It's contested. Yes, it is contested. <laughs> what is it? My dex versus his dex? Wait, is it acrobatics or is it uh, dex? Dex. So I rolled a 16. All right, so it's 18. 18, and it would be... Uh, uh, well, if you're just trying to hit him, it would, are you trying to throw something or trying to hit him? Well, you have to oh, throw something. The staff. Oh, well, that would be a that would be a strength check, just a strength with your uh, strength modifier. Or like a melee attack roll. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty 20. God damn it. <laughs> I'm Ow. really strong. <laughs> Bonk. No, but actually, in the face, not, you know. I'm still yeah, in the voice, not, so I go. Ow. Yeah, it's it's just a it's all it's reactionary. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Why are you I, hitting me? You did that too well. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. So, with his performance, does that jog my memory? It does then? jog your memory enough, and that, yes, that is the that is the entity. Oh. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, okay, that that guy or girl or it. Same. <laughs> Same Z's. I mean, it's he's not the Lilikin. He didn't say that it was uh, a thing. It was almost like it in, you know, like you sneeze and you say tight. It, it was reactionary of some kind. Lilikin. Exactly possibly has something to do with religion but it doesn't ring a bell to me um i think i'm going to try and do a history check history oh, religion if you're better yeah oh, what yeah was that oh, i said or religion if you're better at that uh no <laughs> i don't even need to be here apparently i <laughs> rolled a 19. 19 so that's a 23 23 and what is it you're trying to determine now i'm trying to remember see if i so i started out in the underdark mm -hmm. that's kind of where i i first have re recollections when i was mm -hmm. you know uh a youngster mm -hmm. um do i remember hearing anything about the lilikin There was. So on your journey out of the Underdark, which was fraught with danger and adventure, stories of which we shall investigate at another time, when we release the Eno supplement of young Eno and his escape from the Underdark. Where um, my book? <laughs> um, you do remember... So let's see. I'm trying to remember how old, how old was how old was he when he left the underdark? Um, like, he was like he was like 14, maybe 14. 13 or 14. He was pretty young still. Young, scared, teenager. 
yeah. scared because of reasons, and the Underdark yeah. is not a pleasant place. Um, you had spent several days hiding, trying not to get eaten, trying uh, avoiding drow patrols and and, and the drider patrols, and um, you were you were thrust into a very alien world, uh, alien for anyone especially someone who had, had Eno's background and had Eno's uh, growing up the way that he did. And during one of your, you're not sure if it was day or night, but you do remember um, encountering um, a male drow that was cast off. It was a castaway, and, um, him muttering crazily to himself, apparently a heretic. He was somehow escaped the sword and was able to escape into the Underdark. Um, and you remember him muttering uh, about a rival to Loth. A story that was... He was... No, you don't understand. You don't understand. They all... The Dark Mother. They all know about the Dark Mother, but... Do not know about her handmaiden. They do not know about the handmaiden. The handmaiden. You don't understand. She had, she had, she had someone who challenged her. No, but we don't talk about that. No, we must not talk about that. We must not ever talk about the little again. We must never mention her. No, the handmaiden. But they've tried to erase her from history. But you cannot erase. You cannot erase what is and what was. Once knowledge was created, knowledge cannot be uncreated. And just endlessly. But that's about as deep as that conversation okay. went. And then he tried to eat his own foot. And then you decided to make uh, haste to not go away and not spend time with him. <laughs> right. So Eno would kind of remember that, like, after he, he's like, you know, he, he got he gets hit on the head with the staff. And, and he's kind of like rubbing his head. And he goes, handmaiden to Lulz. Drend, Lililikin's the handmaiden to Lolf. Great! I smile and then not smile. <laughs> hey, Hugon, guess what? <laughs> what now? We've made new friends. Did you? Mm. Which ones? I look at Eno. <laughs> And Hugon is just feeling, Hugon, you're feeling like this exhaustion to your bones. You've yeah, I never, would like to sleep. <laughs> you've never felt, you've been through many, many battles. Some of them long and drawn out. Battles that require the utmost endurance. And you know that kind of, that kind of fatigue. Where when you get done, you hit the rack and it's like immediate sleep. This leaves that in the rear view. This is the, so you figure that the power that you are channeling um whilst somewhat divinely inspired and given is also basically it seems like it requires to use you as a battery to do it. Mm-hmm. So Eno will uh briefly mention the the encounter with the drow, the heretic drow and that he was muttering this this over and over again um, about how the Lilliquin was a handmaiden Loth. How does that do equate to a friend? 
Well, I mean, well, it's not so bad, I guess. If you're yes, drow. She is. Well, if you're a drow. That's all, you know, that's what they're that's what they're all about. Dren's they're all about like, the lol. Like, yeah, see, see. Shut up, Dren. <laughs> but we should probably we should probably get out of here. Well, if we're done, yeah, I would like to leave this place behind. Do we need to come back? Dren? I can't really get any more information out of it, and you've... I was watching, I'm assuming you have some kind of knowledge of what's written on there. Unless yeah, you I want me to notes. start digging, because apparently energy's going somewhere and it's down. I, I mean, I took notes. Um... It ain't going anywhere. It's big. I mean, unless there's an earthquake, I guess. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll leave and we'll seal up the entranceway a little bit better, so that more <laughs> children can't uh, get in here. <laughs> yeah. Children. Maybe and zombies can't get out. Maybe or have a guard. Whatever the hell they are. Maybe have a guard walk by here once in a while, make sure there's no nobody's trying to get in. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that's definitely gonna happen. Yeah. I'll start walking back towards the surface. Yeah, you know, follows Dren. Hugon plants the sword somewhere in the room, just like tip down and mm -hmm. then leaves. I'm sure it'll be fine. And... It'll vanish eventually. <laughs> <laughs> the poor, poor, poor bastard. And, uh, well, as we've mentioned before, like it's just going to rematerialize at the probably the most inopportune time with the person. He's in the outhouse and suddenly this, like, Great sword is just clattering around. Ah! Just, oh, Jesus. Well, I don't have to poop anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's like a situation where something renders in the video game incorrectly and just starts like <laughs> spinning out. wildly everywhere. And then it launches into this guy at like 900 miles an hour. <laughs> Damn well, physics engines. <laughs> um, and as you're walking out, um, Hugon, Alexi falls in the step beside you. And in an all too familiar voice that you've heard him using before. He just looks at you and says, where'd you get that mask boy? I'm trying to think of a reason I need to answer you. All I you've can been nothing but trouble. All I can tell you is that if that's what I think it is, Throw it away and run as throw it away as far as you can and run in the, in the opposite direction as fast as you can. Yeah, I've heard it before. It doesn't like being lost if you get my drift. No, I completely understand. Yeah, I'm so you know that your advice is useless. I don't know if you noticed, but I have a pretty decent understanding of this mask. I don't know. And what just do. happened is something that I've never experienced before. It only gets worse. Yeah, no shit. You got an attitude like my son. You know I that? don't want to talk to you anymore. And I need you to understand that I don't really want to see you 
anymore. You are a problem causer. And if we didn't need you, you wouldn't be in my town. I don't care if you're friends with Eno. Let's get one thing straight. You are an aberration. You are some sort of abomination. And I am watching you with the intent to put you out of your misery at the first sign of problems. So you know where we stand. Oh, I know exactly where we stand. Good. Then quit talking to me. Well, when you feel like you're up to the task, boy, you let me know. And he just walks away. And and Eno says, I mean, don't we all wear masks of one kind or another? I mean, Not in the mood, Eno. Not in the mood. So he just he just starts playing a song, yeah, a jaunty like tune, a, 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 a jolly old ribald tune. Yeah. Well, gathered friends, this is going to be where we take the halfway break of our game, and we are going to be back very very soon, very very quickly, with another half of a game. Which half, I don't know. It might be the first half. This might have been the second half. I don't know. Maybe we might time. Tarantino this shit. We could just, maybe we'll play like a quarter at a time and just like kind of, yeah, you never know. We'll just edit and splice it and we'll fix it all out later. But we will be back very, very soon. Stay tuned. Go invite friends and we shall see you in just a minute. Hi, St. Brian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Team X podcast brought to you by Eat, Drink, Roll so far. There's more to come, but you know what would be even more awesome is if you went to www.patreon.com slash eat, drink, roll and supported us there as well. What does that do for us? Well, it helps us continue to bring you this high quality content that you've come to know, expect, and maybe even love a little bit. What does it do for you? It lets you get the podcast for the Team X game before anyone else and without this advertisement or advertisements like it. We're going to be offering some other content through Patreon soon as well. So the best way to take advantage of that and really take advantage of us and our generosity is to please go to patreon.com slash eatdrinkroll and support us. Thank you. Now the freaking thing works. What it just said the... now playing. I know it. I. I need to figure out what's going on with that. So apparently now, huh. now when we come back from break, the folks who are watching us are going to hear this thing, which is anyway. <laughs> just. Uh... <laughs> I just, I don't understand my technological leprosy. I just don't. I wish I did. Gathered friends, we are here to play this game we call Dungeons and Dragons. Where before our heroes were champions. I have limited patience for that. (laughs) You have exhausted it. It's gone. (laughs) Gone. That meter dropped to zero immediately. It's like when you say fluids, gone. <laughs> moist. Or, no, moist doesn't bother me. <laughs> um. So, uh, the uh, uh, we're, we're hey, 
we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm going to use the words and somehow make all of that make sense. I don't know how it's going to happen, but that's where, how we're going to do it. When we last left our protagonists, they were uncovering some um, information about this underground ruin beneath the beneath the town of Pinedale. They were able to save Chelsea the Potato Scout from an uncertain future and uh, were able to learn a little bit about maybe the construction of this and what happened and maybe a little bit, maybe no. Maybe there's more information that needs to be uncovered. Um, it, is to be, it is to be determined. But, Thunuk, mm. um, you come emerging out into the sunlight from this dank, dark dungeon into the crisp autumn air. It is, uh, now I'd say at this point, we're probably uh, getting to be closer to sunset, which, as we know in the autumn, is going to be closer to like 4 or 5 o'clock by uh, Earth Reckoning. About now. About, well, we're beyond that now here. Well, you're oh. Florida. Maybe you guys, well, yeah. you're further south. You get better sun. Um, I have like 15 minutes left, I think. <laughs> uh you come blinking, emerging, blinking out into the, into, in full hero mode, by the way. <laughs> shirtless with a child strap. Shirtless, child strapped to the back. Probably a few bumps and bruises, oh, no. a little bit of blood here and there from fighting the zombies and everything. Yeah, you got the shit smacked out of you, if I recall correctly. Yeah, you're probably, there's probably a limp. Yeah, remember you got down to one hit point within that necrotic oh, damage. Oh, that's right. Just what, uh, <sighs> He, that one hit took like everything but like three and now that brought me down to one because I've already been hit once. And uh and Eno was able that. to give you a little bit of juice. You were able to give yourself a little bit of juice and but you come so you come just beaten up. Like it's the it's the hero walk, right? It's like it's like slow motion. It's like, oh no, we thought the hero died. No, very slow. The hero comes walking out. Girl you know, we got Chelsea on your back. Um Chelsea's parents come rushing over and you're able to hand her hand her over. Uh, I make sure to take the mouse off because I don't think they can they understand how how assisted mice work. <laughs> assisted mice. <laughs> um, uh, well, right, yeah. The mouse just scurries back up on your arm and like up on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. Probably goes up and like nests up in your hair. You know, just you might have a home up there. You don't know. Um. Uh, and you're able to. Hand, and they're so excited that they see her and she's just, you know, sleeping. Now, do you hand her with the shirt or is it like you unwrap her and hand her over? I'm just... Like a loaf of bread. I'm I imagine during the walk back up, mm -hmm. she's she's sort of become slightly more with it. Mm -hmm. You're twirling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do the nunchuck thing on both sides of the figure eights. <laughs> Behind the back. <laughs> I take the kid out and like tw twirl her like a wet towel. Well, you got, you got to get all the moisture out. The last thing, the last thing you want to do is hand back a moist child to her parents. It's gross. But I, I imagine that she's in like full uh, parent. Uh, my parents, I've I see my parents, and I've just experienced bad times mode. Mm -hmm. But there's that switch that always flips when you're a kid. Like everything was fine right up until you saw the the people who were in charge, and you're like, "Up, oh, time to." And now you are in trouble. Oh, but like before that, though, the okay. waterworks. So it's like, time for the waterworks, basically. <laughs> so as as like, 
as you're carrying her out, you you swing the papoose or, or the the reverse papoose around. Or did you have her in front of you or in back? I'm trying. I had, it, had her in front so I could look over, look okay. after her. So you're able to kind of start unwrapping her, and as you get that, you're like, you're basically able to fit her into like the crook of your arm. You know, is that looks a big boy, you know? Yeah. And so you have that, and she like, as she does that, she kind of like does that kind of like kid, kind of like half awake thing, you know? When you're when you're, it's time to it's time to go home from grandma's, and you've been in the car, and you're like mm-hmm. asleep, and it's like you like so she kind of like. She's just like, Thunuk. You came yes. and got me. Yes. Why did you go in there? I I just wanted to see. You weren't supposed to go in there. It was very dangerous. I said so. Are you mad at me? No, I'm just disappointed. That's not him grimacing. It's me. The fact that he actually had to say that. <laughs> and like, wells up a little bit. She's like, "I'm sorry," and they kind of like snuggles in a little bit and starts to go back to sleep. So, emerge the hero emerges up the steps that have been constructed and up and so like at, like we've said before like because there's some archaeological value down here uh mm-hmm. in this in this elven ruin that you know it's been shored up and steps have, wooden steps have been installed so that way for easier access because you don't have to go sliding down a mean lock hole every time you want to go in and let's face it getting what if, what if you want to go sliding well that's what the hill's for oh okay that's that's what that's what that's what the drens test hill is for for sliding and into the river and down into well that way you have a soft landing right you don't want to slide into like <laughs> off you know so you come emerging out parents and then it's like as you get yeah, the tears just the waterworks turn on because it's like you know there's a lot there there's a lot to process for a little kid although i don't know maybe thunic is crying now too because it's he's got a <laughs> but you know and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh thank yous between sobs with the from if, the parents if thunic isn't crying he very soon will be <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it, he he's not, but um, but yeah, and, and uh, you can see like the rest of the potato scouts are kind of where like gathered. They're like waiting for you, and they were like, you know, like they had like that that anticipation of you coming up. And there's a lot of curiosity, morbid or otherwise, not really sure. You know, kind of like did they want to? You know, it's their friend. Their friend was in trouble, but. She was really brave because she actually, like, for them, it was like, wow, she actually went down there. But, oh, but then I had to go get her. But she's safe now. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, the, so all the potato scouts are um, are gathered around. And there's, like, all the townspeople. Uh, the guards are still trying to keep people from going down. And, you know, you know they're telling the one, one guy, like, I could have got her sooner, man. I mean, like, geez. And he, like, looks at you and he's kind of like, oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, good job, I guess. And like, you know, does, walks away. does Hugon hear any of that? We're pretty far behind still. Okay, good, because I'm, I'm, I'm fearing for that man's safety. <laughs> At some point, I think Hugon's going to need to hear that guy, though, just for shits and giggles. Um, and his name's Chad. <laughs> well, Chad, you fucked because, up because <laughs> because he sounds like a Chad. You <laughs> fucked up real bad, Chad. <laughs> Um, Hugon is like Dipwad senses is going. Boop, 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 boop. 
If I had the fucking energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there would be such a haranguing happening right now if I possessed even the ability to raise my voice. Um, so, Thonic, you feel right now it's like the adrenaline is starting to wear off and you're starting to feel like that post-battle lag. Who's waving at who now? I was ra- waving at Rush Dark Shadow. Please continue. Okay. Oh, I was like, I was like, wow. did he have something? Do you have something you'd like to share <laughs> with the class? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. Did you that bring was it like for everyone. That, that tone was like the verbal equivalent of giving someone the middle finger. That was. <laughs> I want to ginger snaps. Oh, there's ginger Ooh. snaps. Oh, it is that time of year. That's what I look forward to. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Listen, um, all times listen. of the year are ginger snap time if you're not a coward. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing with ice cream. Yeah, it's true. It's all ice true. cream is a year-round food if you're not a coward. I'm ginger uh, snaps and coffee now. Um, we'll save it for Table Talk where we will discuss our favorite seasonal cookies. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so you feel like that, that initial, or that, that now the adrenaline wears off and it's that the, the fatigue starts to set in that deep hunger, but you uh, feel like you just might need to sit for a moment. Thinnick has, has that exhausted sit and, and beckons the other taters to him. The taters. Yep. Come forth to your spud lord. <laughs> Answer the call. You make it seem a bit more dramatic than it is. Oh, well, yeah. It's like, God, <laughs> and they all gather around as they, and almost unconsciously in, within troops, within their, I don't think we, did we, I, we, we didn't, did we ever discuss what their unit division would be? Like Boy Scouts have we, troops, Cub Scouts have dens. Did we ever discuss? We did and it was something potato related, and I just can't remember now. Like cluster or something. Cluster. Because what's the clusters the of potatoes? Eyes, tubes, eyes. Was it eyes? No, the eyes were his spy network within the potato. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the kid. Accidental spy network. Um. <laughs> mm. Okay, so clusters. Well, for now, we'll call them clusters until we're otherwise corrected. Um, so they've, they've actually... Looked... Didn't have something to do with spuds or something? That's what I thought, too. Well, we'll have to go back to the... I, I, have think, I, thought, was, I thought that Listen, was like... we'll workshop it. Yeah. Yeah. Call tubers. <laughs> tubers. Um, but they've gathered around, mm-hmm. clustered as they should be. Yes. The shorter ones sitting in the front, taller ones in the back, as 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 they've been well versed. Every now and again, one tries to tries to sort of wander away as potatoes do, and no, you have to. And like the other one, one of the older ones will grab them back. You gotta be potatoes careful. Potatoes are wandering. Are, they, are they, wandering. They, they are sneaky. Potatoes are sneaky. They are always trying to escape. Uh, extremely tired, and worn out, and beaten up you all promised you wouldn't go down there what happened and you're greeted with the silence of children who do not want to answer that question 
We all know that silence. That if we don't say pegged. anything, if we don't say anything, well, it could, it's, there's, listen, it could be egged, dared, mm-hmm. it could be uh, none of the above, just none of them wants to tell, right? Because if they, you know, they, there's, but we've all seen it where the kids just. I don't talk, you can't acknowledge it. Exactly. <laughs> In many ways, smarter than most adults. You can't repudiate what I don't say. And grown-ups sure. have horrible memories, so they'll just forget that the that they asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like if they close their eyes, you can't see me. If I don't speak, you. And they're all, but it's. I mean, they all look quite quite abashed. But it's basically there's no one wants to be the. You you. I asked you guys to make this promise for your own safety. If. And he, he brings the mouse out. If what's the mouse's name? I don't know. What is the mouse's name? Henri. Henri. H e n r i. Henri. Yes, uh, I like it. The Henri. mouse's name is, is Henri. 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 Uh, but it's in mouse, so it's like. Well, if you said it in mouse, it would. But it translates roughly to Henri. Uh. And Thunic says it in mouse first, and it's like, Henri, if, if, if Henri had just been a few moments later, there would be no Chelsea. And Henri is on your shoulders. <laughs> You're much better at it than I am. But he's, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, like, Got the, the the little arms folded. He's up on the hind legs, you know, and it's just he's he is giving these children a very stern look. Like that's right. If I hadn't, if I had not come and got Thunic, do you understand? You know, just very. He's got your back. In other words, it's just you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you all have to promise. No one goes down there. You can't let anyone go down there. Because next time I I might not, it might be too late. And they're all like very fastidiously avoiding eye contact. You guys still want to be spuds, right? And there's the you know a couple of them in the front start to like sniffle, like nodding, you know, and. Well, potatoes make promises and they keep the promises. They might be sneaky, but they don't break their words. If you threatened them with Hugon, they would probably tell you the truth. (laughs) I don't think even Thunuk would do that. Although I suspect the parents are behind them. They're like, some robbling going on back mm-hmm. there. Some Hugon robble, uh, Hugon, Hugon robble, robble. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the parents are like they they they're keeping like there's there's a a bit of a moat between the mm-hmm. kids and the parents. You know where there's like there's this divide. Not much. I mean, they were able to hear all this, but this is like 
you know, sometimes you just you just you gotta let the Spud Lord do the talking, you know. Um, I think I was gonna follow up with. I'm not angry. Hugon is angry. He's angry at me, and I'm hurt because you guys made a promise. So. You have to promise again. Everyone here has to promise. You're not going down there. And they all they they stand up. The ones in the front, and they all do. do I think that you know they all put the hand up, and they all say not at the same time, not not in unison, but it's all. I promise not to go down and not to let anyone else go down into, in, in, into the cave. Okay, thank you. Now, I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to rest. And then Hugon's going to yell at me. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to sleep. So you guys should go home now. And they all, you know, still a couple of snuffles still, you know, like the... Because they felt like, oh my god, we're not going to be allowed to be spuds anymore. And then, okay. And, and so they, they go go with their parents and the parents. And there's a couple, like approving nods from the parents like you know like thank you you know mm-hmm. yeah um but by this point drenmai eno and hugon you have emerged from the the meanlock layer and you were able to catch the 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 tail end of thonix talk with the spuds yeah, and, the and as as you know uh kind of emerging from the the cave he he's like yeah, like Dren, you've heard of like the mask of many faces, right? I mean, that's that's like another mask, you know, that you can have. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, like like the whole way up, every couple, like every minute or so, he thinks of like another mask, and he's like, "So you've heard of like a mask of many faces?" Uh, then there's like a facial then, mask, you know, it reveals your yeah. skin's freshest layer. And... Phantom of the Opera, come on, that is a cool mask. Mask yeah. Lords of Waterdeep. <laughs> Uh, and, and and he sees that he sees uh, I guess Thunic, are you sitting down now? Yes. Uh, so he could so he could be at eye level with with all the okay. all the kids. And for some reason, I just imagine this would be. Tell me if I'm wrong. This would be under like the great tree, the one yes. tree that the, yeah, it just seems to be like that's like the place where Thunic would go for respite. Just <sighs> he's he's basically lean, is sitting up against the tree. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, says that, and then he says, "He says, hey, are you okay, buddy?" I'm very tired and sore. Yeah, yeah. We we should we should go, we should go to the Silver Harrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, and go to sleep. Okay. Okay. Do you need some help? Maybe. Okay. I'm gonna try standing up now. And then it does a very tired standing up. <laughs> the animation is very slow. <laughs> it's the same exact animation. It's just slower. Like there's a problem with the graphics card or something. <laughs> well, no, it's that they ran out of money. And rather than doing an entirely new animation oh, for him standing it's like up. like three they just, frames. They just, they have it go a lot slower. You know, it's. <laughs> yeah. It's just stuck on one frame and stuck on the next frame. Um, 
but yeah, you were all able to catch the tail end of of him talking to the okay. scouts and making them do the promise and all that. Uh, is um, Captain Case around? Uh, not in the immediate vicinity. You could probably find him. There's guards present. I mean, they're they're making sure now that, that no one else is going down there. I mean, their big yeah. thing was crowd control. You know, because think about it. You've got like an upset parent. What are they going to do? They're going to run down into the pit to go get their kid. Like, no, you can't do that. You're just creating more victims. You're creating more issues. Right? Let the professionals handle it. But it's my kid. I understand that. They can handle Please it. Please be quiet. <laughs> but that was sort of oh. like the conversation you weren't present for, but you were absolutely sure happened. And it wasn't mm-hmm. because mom and dad thought they could do better. It's because mom and dad want feel that... You know, when you have a kid, you have that need to do something to protect your yeah, children. And, you know, you've yeah. uh, you've been negligent, and you really need to make up for it, that kind of thing. Well, not always negligent. Some kids do shit. Yeah. And, kids do um, shit. But this wasn't like – but then you had Chad, on the other hand, who was just basically offering, you know, commentary. Yeah. You know. Uh, so essentially, I saw a YouTube video you about how to use a bow staff. I could probably go down I am there and going to him. kill Chad if I ever <laughs> hear him open his mouth. That's basically what you're setting this up for. Uh, you're, you want me to do this. Um, Hugon will grab a guard and basically instruct them <laughs> to <laughs> go and find Captain Case firstly mm-hmm. instruct Captain Case that uh, Hugon is making an executive decision to have this place walled up uh, immediately like mm-hmm. today and it is to be done with all possible speed Mm-hmm. And then a permanent guard is to be posted at this location mm-hmm. as part of the of the daily shift rotation. And that's the guy who's late. Yeah, that's... you get to guard the you get to guard the shitty hole that has zombies in it and and other nasty stuff. So when I was a lifeguard down at the shore, if you were late or if you showed up hungover, which was happened for many people multiple times because this is what you did all summer. But if you were visibly hungover or you were late or anything like that, your very next shift, you pulled bay duty, which mm-hmm. was you weren't with – most of the time, the rest of the, rest of the time, you were on, on the beach, on the ocean side with people and with a partner. When you were on bay duty, nah. You were at the bay babysitting by yourself all day and it sucked and that was punishment. That's this. Because there's no shade. No. This is... And there's no honor. It's not like, oh, it's like the Royal Guards at the Buckingham Palace that don't really do anything, but they're standing there, and it's... No, no, no. No, you stand there, and you guard this hole in the ground. You, <laughs> so, you do that until I tell you to stop. So he, uh, you know, gives you the salute and uh, goes off to go find Case and make the appropriate arrangements for the for these things to happen. I, I think that is the extent of Hugon's ability to handle situations right now. I think he just, after this, he goes immediately to where his bed is, wherever it is, mm-hmm. and then sleeps in it. And just, and, you know, and then he does not get up. <laughs> does he even he, say anything to Thunic as he's walking past, as he sees Thunic there? And... There's probably a look of, we're going to have a conversation later. But other than that, there's not really, like, he doesn't have the energy to dress somebody down right now. 
And Eno's been playing like the song of rest the whole time, but I'm assuming it hasn't been very long. It's only been a few minutes, so it hasn't yeah. really taken effect. Yeah. And um, and the and the fatigue that's sitting in Hugon's bones right now in his very soul is is more than just, hey, I'm tired. This is and then not that he's communicated this with anyone, but because you know, he's a private guy. He doesn't want to tell you how he feels. But um this is this is a a, a profound fatigue words are difficult at this point mm-hmm. before he was unable to speak because of this power flowing through him now it's like it's when you're so tired and you're just like if <laughs> you just all you can manage is a frown a frown some vague gestures and you have to hope that people get it so he has kinda... that look sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i've made all the things yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eno will, f- will follow behind Thunuk to make sure that he doesn't fall over. Not that he could really do much. I was about to say, what the hell is Eno gonna do? Is except I mean, get out of the way? <laughs> no, I, I, I can, I can help. I can actually help him back up. You don't know. No, I can, I can help. Him, I can help him back up. I've got, I've got. I still have a spell slot. <laughs> I still have I still have a level two spell slot, so I can help him back up. But I don't really I don't really want to, but I could. But I no, he's gonna he's gonna fall around behind Thunuk, make sure Thunuk gets back to the Silver Harrier, and kind of keeps his side glance on Dren and, and keeps t- keeps thinking of masks, even though even though Hugon's not with them anymore, he he's still he he's still stuck on masks right now. It's mm-hmm. like, like, you know, we all wear a mask, like, you know, to hide how we're really feeling inside, you know? And like a beard is like, a kind of a mask, right? It's like the mask for the yeah. lower half of your face. Like, the, like people that chin wear mask. beers, beards. It, I, eyebrows, if really they grow bushy like enough. Forehead mask. Hair, scalp mask. Scalp mask. Clothes, body mask. <laughs> Would you say clues? I was always thinking of beards as a blanket. A blanket for your face. Well, a neck blanket. Neck blanket. Neck blanket. But is is not a blanket a type of mask? No, it is not. No. No. There you go. Underwear. Butt mask. No. Butt mask. (laughs) Junk mask. It's not not how it works. Listen, you guys opened this door. I, I just walked I was about on to through. Say, let it be said, I did not start this. One. <laughs> yes, n- n- masks, masks to be found everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so, he says, I, you know, when I was in Waterdeep, I was at a masquerade too. I mean, that was that was pretty cool. So. Yeah, but yeah, like we were all like emo and pretending to be vampires, and <laughs> yeah, everybody was wearing black. And it was dark out, but they all wore tinted glasses anyway. Yeah. All the rooms were painted black. The furniture (laughs) was all black. Couldn't even, I mean, you kept bumping into things. It sucked. But man, it was awesome, man. You don't understand. The lights were black. We really explored our souls. Yeah. Like who we were. (laughs) 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 So. Uh, is this a case of where everyone just feels the need right now to get a a, a perhaps a long rest? Yes, <laughs> very or, much so. I, I believe the technical term is a conk out. A conk out. Yeah, I yeah. can be conked. 
Mm-hmm. It's time for a long rest. So, um, all right. So everyone makes their way to their various abodes, climbs into what seems beyond reason to be overly comfortable and wonderful beds. When when Eno gets to his room, he he gets out the book that he got from the from the monastery, mm-hmm. um, the one the one with the uh, the symbol on the front mm-hmm. you know, that had some information in it. Mm-hmm. And the he starts. Cookbook? No, no, we didn't have we don't have that. This is the one I this is the one I pilfered. Oh, um, that has some info about like potentially the shadow council in it. Mm-hmm. And, oh. So he's he like before he goes to sleep, he's like flipping through and he's trying to look for. Lilikin, he's trying to look for Lolf. He's trying to see if there's any connection there in this book. Investigation check. Is, is there right. an index? Is he cursing at it for the, the fact that there isn't one? No, there's definitely no table of contents <laughs> in this book. On either side. It's just wall-to-wall info. No table of contents, no index, no. just... That's a uh, 12. Not great. As you're paging through, your mind is sort of disassociating, and you die. No, you, um... Oh, well. We roll a new character. (laughs) Roll a new character. (laughs) With D&D Beyond, it couldn't be easier. Um, Random. Random. I'm a goblin. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, so, uh, it's one of those things where, if you've ever tried concentrating but you're so tired you can't concentrate but you end up seeing things that you wouldn't have ordinarily seen because it's almost like your brain's not when you're not focusing on this one thing you you, you when you focus on something when you're tired it's almost like it, things can get excluded and you stop you start missing things but you're so tired at this point that it's like you start almost seeing like oh i didn't ever notice that and oh look there's actually oh, there's actually footnotes and one of the footnotes and it's virtually impossible to tell where it's referencing because it's one of those things where the footnotes aren't terribly well organized because it's not really chapters. So it's not like chapters where, oh, I go to the end of the chapter and it's got all the notes and I can go back in the chapter. You're not quite sure where, but you did see a footnote before or that you haven't seen before. And it is called uh, – it was, it was referencing a book. So whatever information – that they got they're citing their sources and this source was listed as vexing themes of shadowmancy and recipes for all occasions of chandlewood feasts by grindle morallax okay or, you're, you're muted you, you oh i was just remarking that that's a strange combination of of subject matter <laughs> clipping that so i can write it down later um <laughs> so i I, I rip a little like piece out of my journal mm-hmm. and I and I like a little piece of a little shard of paper and I stick it in the book mm-hmm. and I close the book and I fucking go to sleep. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that's pretty. That's, it's like the med student, like, fuck this. I'll do yeah. it in the morning. Close. Like, what the sleep. hell is that? Uh, <clears throat> later. Okay. Later. Where's my post-it note that I ripped off and stuck in there and whatever. Or it's whatever yeah. bookmark you find. It's like. Yeah, oh, I got this random bill. <laughs> a semi-damp coaster. Something. Here's a screw. I'm going to use a screw and I'll stay. Yeah. Um, there's another, there's another, there's a whole other theme. Strange things that we've used as bookmarks that were not in fact bookmarks. Um, well, since I'm not a Philistine, 
uh, I use bookmarks <laughs> Listen, instead of screws. There's Brian. not oh, there's not always time. Um, uh, screw it. Um, you all have a very restful sleep. Um, it, good day's work. You you can feel good about what you did. There is nothing. There is nothing at all morally ambiguous about what you have done. You can unequivocally said on this day, you have done good. And I feel like we should end the game there, but we're not going to. But it feels like, <laughs> listen, that's it. Campaign over. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Um, except for you, Hugon. You, <laughs> you, wow. Um, you one-on-one. No, you, you, uh, you, you do have a restful sleep, but you do have dreams of battles you have not participated in. Vague, nothing, nothing visceral, nothing where you are able to like, you find yourself in the midst of a very realistic battle that's going to wake you up like the night terrors type situation. But you, you have uh, dreams of battles that you don't ever remember participating in. You see strange visions of strange armors strange of of unknown livery weapons of weapons of indeterminable make but nothing much more than that and there's a familiarity to these battles but nothing like i you you know for a fact these are not battles that you have participated in and maybe maybe you read about them perhaps you were just a a bit of cheese or a speck of meat. A touch of indigestion, you don't know. <laughs> more more gravy than the grave about you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, yeah, but overall, though, you guys all have a very restful sleep and you awake with your normal morning routines. Although, here's the thing. Have we ever really discussed the evening routines of everyone I said, we've discussed their morning routines, but I'm curious as to what, like, the evening routines would be. And if they, and it's okay if we don't do them because you would have just, like, this is what I usually would have done. But we forewent them because exhaustion. I think we've only briefly touched on it. So what would, what, let's, 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 let's go, let's, I'm, I'm curious because this is all, like, this is character stuff that I enjoy. Who, who, what does Dreadmite oh, do? Who would like to share? Who would uh, like to share? Can, go ahead. You can probably just, there's not probably really a routine so much as just order of convenience. Mm-hmm. Like he's done all the things that he needs to do. So in whatever order, he'd probably eat something, drink something, and then sleep. It, there's not really much that goes on. Would it be a case of where Hugon, I would wonder, would Hugon do the once over to make sure everything is where it's supposed to be in the room? So that way it's no. like when he wakes up, it's like he can blindly reach for. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. The. Hmm. 
No, that's not striking me as something he'd do. No? Okay. That's that's a morning thing. Mm. That's a morning make sure everything is where it is supposed ah. to be. Okay. The what? evening is usually for him, like, done doing things. Done with, like, having to think. And it's just food, satisfy drink, the needs, sleep. <laughs> food, drink, whores, sleep. Well, listen, maybe, but... Not a, not not a nightly thing. It that's a campaigning thing. <laughs> also, he's not he's not precisely as rowdy as as a as a young man he used to be. But yeah, no, no I wouldn't say that there's a routine involved. Okay. Okay. Drenmai, what does Drenmai do? I'd probably still be really really mad that my <laughs> shop is clean. <laughs> Or at least cleaner than normal, so I'd be going back. I get like I'd be fine until I opened up the shop, and then it's like that instant. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so I probably start what? Ye old. Oh, this bullshit again. Yeah. Oh, this goddamn bullshit. Um. So I'd probably I'd probably start working on something like finishing up whatever I was working on with Rosy. Making a mess, putting reorganizing. Things back where I think, yeah, reorganizing, putting things back where I was, and then probably working on a nonsense project until but o'clock in the morning, and then just passing out face down on the workbench. It's like, it's like that mindless project that doesn't really matter. It's it could just be like hammering nails into a board. It's just it's Pretty like that mind relaxing. I might like take off the the armor and then figure out how I can like add more pockets or something to it or <laughs> automate it know. in some way. Yeah. Have it truly, you know, epitomize that software as a service, you know, philosophy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Figure out how figure out how to get the armor into the cloud. Mm-hmm. Look, I played D D to escape work, okay? <laughs> Well, seeing as how you had something to say, what is the next, what is what is the next nightly routine? Uh, he goes and checks on his various clinics as he does in the morning. Uh, does the good night rounds, then does his uh, uh, evening prayer to the four, uh, and then. Opens up a, uh, a leather-bound box that he carries and starts writing letters to people. Hmm. But since he doesn't know where they live, he just keeps them in the box. He doesn't actually send them. He just they're just letters. He's like they're like he's trying to he writes the letters with the intention to send them. Mm-hmm. So every so often he bundles them together. Because eventually he'll figure out where these people are and he'll send them letters. Um, but he hasn't seen them in years and he promised to write and he just never found out where to send the letters to. So he's still writing. Um, and he's got decades worth of letters here. Oh, since wow. He, since he was a kid. Like one, one stack is like really thick and it's just and some of them are very thin and it just depends on what he thinks they'd like to hear about. Hmm. Um, Saw so a rock today. And, Saw a rock today. Really cool bug. 
Um, have you seen a dog? You probably have. And yes, made, made friends made friends with the local cats. Uh, they, they're 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 great until you know you, you look at them square in the eye, then you think they you're looking for a fight. Um, and next and, day, fought a cat today. <laughs> or, or correction, fat cat fought me. I I I just stood there. <laughs> Uh, and, and then, then, uh, then he goes to sleep, usually. But today he, he was just too, too worn out. He went upstairs, looked at the clinic, saw nothing, needed his attention, and then just went to sleep. What is Eno's routine? Um, <clears throat> Pray so tell, Eno... what does Eno do at night? <laughs> Eno usually tries to play a song before he goes to sleep and um, like you know he's he's just tossed aside this book and he 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 takes out his lute and he starts starts playing a song and it and it's a song that he he hasn't he hasn't tried to play in a long time because he's just thinking about shadow fell and all this stuff and he starts thinking about water deep again and um and so he he starts singing this song in water deep out by the shallows they led the pale lady to the gallows at dusk the executioner would pull the handle and send her unstained soul into the hallows I asked the nearby guard what she hanging for. The answer he gave was that she crossed a mask lord. At dust the executioner will rid us of this vandal. The will of the council will not be ignored. The will of the council will not be ignored. And then he just stops and he kind of hangs his head. And he puts his loot down and he uh, hits the button on his wrist. His armor goes off and he goes to sleep. I have chills. It's like the ultimate <laughs> mic drop. Done. <laughs> Kicked out a song. Pass out. Done out so you have yourselves a peaceful evening morning routine everybody starts waking up ravenously hungry because let's face it fighting zombies is that's hungry work it's, it's hardy work yeah it's hungry work you got it you got it you got to feed you got to fuel the fuel the machine so you know get up and um sahar has already started preparing massive amounts of food for you like so as each one of you starts coming into the common room of the silvered harrier for your um as per your normal routine there's <clears throat> there are it's a veritable mountain of foods um where there's biscuits that's a five-star Yelp review right there. Just <laughs> food was already here when I arrived. Five stars. Yeah, but, but I'm going to do you one better. 
the biscuits are still warm. Oh, I'm still not gonna make biscuits tonight now. Anyway, the biscuit. <laughs> so you've got you've got your biscuits, you've got sausages, you've got your bacon's, you've got your eggs, you've got um, bread, just bread in general. You have bread. What else would be? I'm trying to think. What else? Um, probably some kind of form of oats, some kind of like oatmeal, kind of um, grits type situation going on there. If they know I'm coming, there's something sugary. Oh, they, they've got, if there were a Ferunian D&D equivalent of Frosted Flakes, Fruit Loops, and Cocoa Puffs, it would all be mixed. Because Drenmai, if we were to set T-Mex, like, in an 80s situation, like, Drenmai would be the one on Saturday morning mixing all of the cereals into one enormous salad bowl. The fruits and the chocolates with the marshmallows? Everything. All together? All, all of it wow. together in front of the TV for morning cartoons. Because sugar. And top it off with a little bit of maple syrup. But you can, but then you got to think, but then you get to drink the milk when you're done, which is going to be some kind of crazy color. Probably blue at that point, you know. But, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when you come out, they have um, uh, the, the, uh, the filled jellied pastries. Still warm, fresh from Frug's truck. Little food cart out there. Um, but as you're like devouring that Dren, like she's like trying to like get you some protein in there as well, because you know you don't want to, you can't live on carbs alone. She's trying to like sneak you a bacon every Try now and me. again. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and she's and she said that this is like the normal routine, Dren. You can't have just sugar. You have to have some meat there too. Here, have some bacon. You can't live on sugar alone. I dip the bacon in the maple syrup. <laughs> Acceptable. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and you do seem to notice that for each of you, because you've been living there for a while, you've been eating there for a while, she seems to have at least one of your favorite breakfast foods there. Whatever that happens to be. she ever ask us what these things are or she's just like preternaturally aware of these things i think through keen observation she's able to determine if you watch someone a, you know bruncho-mancer bruncho-mancer hang on i'm writing that down because we have to <laughs> jail brunch jail it's not a pun no, I don't supplement. care. You go to jail. Yeah, we're, yeah, we have to include that in the supplement. You fiend. <laughs> Along with the uh, with the uh, beer cleric, um, the beer monks, the beer priests. Um, but she, but yeah, but she's she's good at her craft. She's good at her craft. She's able. Well, Drenmai, she's known for ages, so she knows what Drenmai wants. Um, but she's always, after observing someone's eating habits for a while and through snippets of conversation, she's almost able to do like deductive reasoning. Like she could have a conversation with you about, uh, water Davian politics. And through that, she would be able to suss out, uh, what your favorite breakfast food should be. And she's able to do that. So, but you have a nice food. So you're able to feed the beast. Um, you know, as you wake up in the morning, uh, before you head down, you look at the where you threw the book, and you notice uh, on the piece of paper that you tore out of your journal, there was a doodle that looked like this. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a... Hmm. History or investigation? Man. I'd be around history. Yeah. I'd, I would be uh, as well. Uh, ooh, uh, 19 plus... Fours twenty three. This is a symbol you have seen before, and it is a symbol. Uh, it is a symbol you seen by traveling uh, librarians from Candlekeep. It's the it's okay. the it's the symbol you have seen on their livery before. And that's okay. So I put that piece of paper in the book, and then that doodle came on it. No, you just absentmindedly or... last night when you were tearing a page out of the journal that you had gotten from the books. Because you got, if I remember, you got the book. The book. Meh. Okay, Brian. Words. You got oh, the, yeah, journal. The, the journal. Right from the Shadowfell. From right? the Shadowfell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the the. Okay, I get it now. And so it the wasn't page the, I, yeah. the yeah the piece I tore, tore out has that on it. I just didn't see it when I put it in the book and mm -hmm. closed it. Okay, all right. And so it's the delivery from the libraries of Candlekeep. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um. And so Candlekeep is that in that's in the Shadowfell, right? That's, no. That's, the, that's no wait where's candlekeep candlekeep is on familiar. the sword coast okay no so i may have been there uh you've probably traveled past it the only way to get in you okay. know you do know that the stories um are or or that you do know that the the price for admission to getting into uh candlekeep is you have to bring them a book or some kind of written work have. that they don't currently have that is of sufficient value. It can't just be, oh, I found this book and they'll, oh, they they examine the book and it's like, no, this 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 is trash. This is this is unedited. This is the first draft, not even the good first draft. This is It does not have an annotated bibliography appended it does, to it. It or if it's on the fiction side, it's these characters are poorly realized, the dialogue is terrible, the plot is just un it's just incomprehensible. Sources. Depending on who's in charge, you can show up with a uh, with a uh, Baldur's Gate what uh, bodice ripper and they're like, uh yeah, this is okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh yeah, I yeah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Okay, so I the the place I would I have it was a different place. I I, I had a, a, a I don't know if you have that note, but I have a note of a place that I did a concert in, and that wasn't. I was thinking maybe it was Candlekeep, but it wasn't. Okay, so um, Candlekeep. So this journal came from uh, the library at Candlekeep. Well, but it's not, not. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. That that that's that would be my that would be Eno's first thought is did this did this journal come from Candlekeep to the Shadowfell and how how did I tear that piece out and put it in this so he 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 opens the book up again and he he looks at it and he he, he starts thinking about um 
he starts thinking about uh, uh, vexing themes of shadowmancy and recipes of Chandlewood feasts. He, recipes he for all thinking, occasions of Chandlewood feasts. Oh, for all occasions. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Please, we must be and, properly pompous here when we're naming our title. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and, and he starts feeling really hungry. Um, <laughs> and he's like, he, so he starts thinking about Grindel Morlax. I, I, I don't know that that name would ring a bell with him, but I think he, I think he goes to look for Alexi. I think before he goes down to eat, mm -hmm. he wants to find Alexi. Uh, Alexi is in the room where you were able to put him up. Okay, so so he goes and he, he kind of knocks on the door. And he says, "He's like Alexi, Alexi." And then, as, like as like in mid knock, like door opens and you're like nose to nose with Alexi. Yes. And and like Eno doesn't move at all, and he's like, "Alexi, I have something to ask you." What do you have to ask me? I need to ask you if you know uh, who Grindel Morlax is. Grindel Morlax. Yes. Did he own that house of ill repute that we went to when we were in Neverwinter? I don't think so. No. Then, no, I do not know of Grindel... Wait a minute. He wrote a book, did he not? He did. I think I read that book. May I come in? This is rather awkward, isn't it? Not, not really. But I'd like to come in if I can. Maybe the hallway isn't the best place to have this conversation. How do we know? How do we know anything? But I'd like to come in. That's an excellent point. We should come in. Yes. Does he stand aside? <laughs> I should probably move out of your way, shouldn't I? Yeah. I mean, I, that would preclude me from getting in. There's like an awkward the way. pause, and then it's step back to the side. Okay. So Eno walks in, and he, and he he finds a seat, and he he shows Alexi the book, and he shows him the footnote. And he says, "Is that the book you read?" I think it might have been. There were some old recipes in there, and then some people showed up. To come get the book. And the proprietor read something from the book. And then... Have you ever masturbated with a cheese grater? No. Uh, that sounds awful. That's the only way I can describe the feeling. It was that... And then, darkness and cold, and more darkness and cold, more darkness and cold, and then, mm. uh, and then it was a forest, and I was walking towards town. This guy reminds me so much of Yellowbeard. Tell me, Alexi, does your monastery specialize in recipe books by any chance? Because the Tome of Aberact is also a recipe book of some kind. I do not know. There were many books there, but I do not... It wasn't all recipes in the one that I read, though. 
Not all cookbooks. No, not... No, the, there were recipes in the book, but there were other things as well. I couldn't okay. read all the writing. But the other fellow could. And then... Cheese grater, man, genitals, yeah, dark, yeah, yeah, yeah. cold, dark, cold. Okay. Food. So... <laughs> Uh, I look, I look at the footnote and like, where, what text is it referencing? Is it like, in other words, there's, it's a footnote. Does it reference a piece of text up above it? Uh, it's saying like, go read this book to learn more about this thing. Yeah. Or... It's got like the little symbol. Um, but you'd have to, like, so you page back a few pages cause it's very poorly organized. Mm -hmm. Um, and there is uh, merely uh, mention of uh, in this book is merely it merely mentions um, it it mentions uh, the Shadow Council then aided the schooled. See footnote. Alexi, have you ever been to Candlekeep? I drove past it once in a cart. Yeah, same here. Quite impressive. They wouldn't let me in, though. I apparently, nothing. The things that apparently the things I wrote were not of noteworthy something or other. You would think a first hmm. edition of lewd poems would be fine to get you in, but no. Yeah, what? They wouldn't let you in? No, it was a travesty that they would have... That's ridiculous. But you write... But of course, of course, you give them a book that has the vast lords of Waterdeep engaging in some kind of god inhuman romantic whatever, and then, oh, no, no. That Wait gets a second. You in the door. He pulls out the other book that he stole from the monastery that has the history of Waterdeep in it. <laughs> and he's like, would this book get us in? I think they have that one already, mate. And he swears under his breath. See, yeah, they probably would. And he puts it back. And I would imagine he swears in, like, in abyssal, which is like yeah, a whole gets... different level of cursing. Yeah. Well, infernal. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, in Infernal. Like, in, like infernal, cursing in Infernal yeah. would actually, like, if you say it loud enough, could actually, like, do damage. <laughs> yeah. That's why he says it really softly. Nox, <laughs> nox. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, for the rest of you guys, as you are down in the, in the common room, shoveling breakfast, doing your things, um... A very uh, meek but excited uh, Savat Loren is like coming up from underneath from from the headquarters with with Stephen. With Stephen, I immediately offer her anything that I'm eating, <laughs> and she's like, and she's the whole. You know, she's very very excited because this is like this means something. You're giving her food, not just like oh, it's not like oh, Master gave Dobby a sock. It's no Drenmai Gem Weaver is sharing her. food. And it's, but it's all like in the body language, Hugon, right? Hugon, I imagine is down the stairs as well, mm -hmm. and he's in—he's particularly surly this morning. <laughs> I imagine. 
Well, yeah, I mean, come on. There's, there was. Is fighting. he ever not surly? Uh, there's levels. There's levels. <laughs> there's a scale. There's a spectrum. There's a scale. There's a scale of surliness, and you know, there's, there's. Fair enough. Know, <laughs> metrics and <laughs> graphs. Um, and uh, and Stephen says, so you've all met Savat. I think that might have yeah, been... Yeah, what are you still doing here? She is interning for me. Cool. As you know, every every franchise, every branch of Acquisitions Incorporated requires a major domo of sorts. Someone to help with the day-to-day running of the franchise, to help with the less important paperwork, keep things organized, things of that nature. Well, she... In the prize part of the Secretarian Corps is learning the ropes of the job, but I feel that, well, perhaps she has something to say to you. And she says, I'm sorry that. You can do this, you can do this, you can do this. I'm sorry that I came on so strong. It's just. I'm sorry. And she's like almost visibly vibrating. From what? Excitement. And the amount of sugar that I give her. <laughs> Stop doing that. The the the, the, ap- the apple rule the one. Gooey appy field uh uh tartlet. Take that out of your mouth. Don't don't eat that. It's 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 concentrated sugar, it's too late. Well here's the th- here's the thing. Uh gnomes have a very specific diet and it's not meant for humans. And you need to not consume anything that she gives you. <laughs> Uh, for both for your sake and sure. mine. I don't care. I really don't. <laughs> I don't remember. Huh? Hmm? What? I don't remember if she's human or not. I'm just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, was she human? human? Yeah, oh. human. Um, uh, thick, big glasses, like hair, like tied up, like uh, thick hair, but tied up like uh, kind of like a reddish, brownish hair. It's tied up like a, this big kind of knot ponytail pencils sticking out of it. It seems to be like she just sort of sticks pencils or writing implements up in there and forgets about them sometimes. Um, wearing the secretarian livery, there's some ink stains all over it. Um, but yeah, very uh, uh, just just. It's gonna be so hard. And Stephen's just like deep breaths. Deep, Your physiology breaths. is not capable deep breaths. of. Of consuming and metabolizing you'll that need, much sugar, it will kill you. You'll need to forgive her. She is quite the fan, apparently, of Team Xenogog. Why? She has been reading through your exploits through reports that have been filed through the Home Office, and apparently has been doing research into what's available of your own personal histories, and just for whatever reason has attached herself you, to the joy. You really need to find better people to be proud of like not a good choice don't oh, no, right. you sell yourself so short you've done so many good things out there and you've been such an inspirational leader to the people around you it's oh no you got, you gotta stop selling yourself so short oh it's okay we're gonna write everything down and it's gonna be fine and i'm gonna make sure that god, I get... please be quiet oh my god <laughs> and she said you are almost I, I i don't i think i've known you for one day and I, I don't I know. <laughs> I, I don't know how this is going to work moving forward. And he, uh, Stephen says, 
Well, from what I've gathered, it seems that you may be taking a road trip soon. Does that sound potentially accurate? Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a personal matter, isn't it, you know? Uh, have, so have I gotten down there? Oh, I assumed you were. I'm sorry. Well, no, no but you I, were you well, were discussing uh, before prior. I was in Alexi's room. Uh, I apologize. Room, but I... you were you were discussing uh, in a previous episode. You were discussing trying to find a way to get to Waterdeep because there was a need right. to get to Sigil. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can as- we can assume then that by that time Alexi and and Eno are downstairs. Sure, yeah. That's fine. What? Uh, yeah, Hugon. I I think I think we should go to Waterdeep. Why? Well, That's out of our territory. Well, uh, case in point, a point of order, actually. Um, Waterdeep is actually a neutral territory as far as many of the many of the franchises go. I mean, the Home Office is there, but with the Omens out traveling as they do, it's it's often left untended, and we do have the ability to take contracts there. And if you are going to be traveling, I have arranged some remote contracts so that you may continue to... Trifling things, easy things to handle, just essentially things you could do just on the way to continue the continue the, the, the revenue streams coming in, despite the passive ones you've established here, some of which we need to continue negotiating with, okay. with other parties. But. Let me stop you there, Stephen. Is this whatever involving your friend, who is some sort of bizarre eldritch construct now? Yes. And how does that benefit us? If we can figure this out, then the metal man won't be mad anymore? I'm not seeing how we can profit from that. Listen, my friend got changed somehow. Yeah. And I don't like it. I, I really don't either. And I want to figure out why. Fair. And I also want to go to Candlekeep. And Stephen interjects and he says, if I may, just offer one particular way that we might be you able to You have 25 words, from... Stephen. Make them count. We reverse engineer him and sell the technology. Okay. We eliminate the threat of okay. new weapons being produced. If you can prove to me that profit is possible, then I'm fine with it. Oh, profit is possible anywhere. You just have to know where to look. Good. Isn't that Omen's mother? It very well Probably. Might be. <laughs> it's copy. It's a trademark. You need to file a usage fee. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, if we, if you're confident that we can get something out of this in terms of value for the company, supremely. Because I feel if we can find out where he came from, I believe that Miss Gemweaver would be able to reverse engineer their processes or barring that perhaps there are other methods of 
acquiring the information that they have and how they did this? Well, and the best offense is a good defense. Well, there are several contracts if you are interested. Then Savat dropped off some yesterday. Uh, I still need to look at those. Unfortunately, they got lost in the shuffle, and there's basically there are four that would. Uh, to be honest, the ones that she was dealing with were the ones that were all local, and quite frankly, I think the spies can handle them. I don't believe it. It's beneath your pay grade, I believe the I believe the term is. So, if any of these should strike your fancy, we do have a noble in Waterdeep that is engaging in a new culinary venture and is looking for some new inspiration have, have, have no has no 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 spider legs no why not because so tasty but, i mean uh, what's the harm well spider legs notwithstanding He's actually specifically entering into a brewing venture with Acquisitions Incorporated Home Office. One of the masterwoods. I'm not sure which one at this point. But and... th they were looking to acquire some specific information that was available in a book in Candlekeep. So if you happen to be traveling in that direction, and once you were able to achieve entrance, if you are able to acquire... Uh, information from this particular volume that he is looking for or something that would inspire him to a new level of, he said, brewing ingenuity. That is a contract that would be worth 500 gold. Plus, once the beer started to be produced, there'd be a reoccurring 10% royalty on all sales. And as you know, Master Drawn, he has always intents of expanding that beyond Waterdeep. And people do like their Fine. beer. What's the next one? Well, this one might be one that you want to deal with perhaps on the way back. There were some shady real estate deals that were happening in the lands outside of El Boulder. We think it might be tied to Master Zedrum Kai, but we're not sure, and there could be some need to do some investigation into what these real estate holdings are. There's been some concern from the Comerian court as to what threat this could pose to them if there's a new power rising in this area. But that's one that I would say is on the back burner for at the moment. The third contract... This one is a bit higher priority, perhaps, and wouldn't be too difficult once you reach Waterdeep. Apparently, there is... How did they put this? Strange weather occurring. Localized, very highly localized. But this is where it gets a bit dicey, and this is why they've called you in specifically. They say that the reason for these weather disturbances is because of Team Xenagog, which we know is 
decidedly impossible, because, well, you've been here, and this is relatively recent. And unfortunately, the location makes it a little bit more difficult. We do need to send you in. It is in the Deseran Valley, but the C-Team is unavailable to deal with it. And seeing as how we didn't want to, at least at this point, there's other reasons we would, but at this point we wouldn't want necessarily to pit franchise versus franchise. It's tired and it's been done this season already. We need to find another way to deal with this. And seeing as how it, you're already taking the blame for this, it seems like it seems only logical that you should be the solution for this. Okay. I do believe we are able to squeeze about a thousand gold out of the local landowners to deal with this. We basically okay. contracted with each of them individually, but they don't know, so we must. Stephen, Stephen, shut I, up and get to you, the next contract. I see Hugon's <laughs> head rolling with the out of paperwork. Well, those those were the contracts. Okay, that's it? That is it. Good. Okay. Is Hugon just a... Is his head just veins right now? Uh, he's, like, dented <laughs> his, like, flagon. Like, he's <laughs> gripped into it so hard that it's got, like, very clear palm and finger impressions. In the I slide over, like, a pastry that's covered in powdered sugar. <laughs> just, like, shove it in front of him. Don't talk to me. I use Mage Hand <laughs> to get a new flagon over <laughs> in front of Hugon. <laughs> that's not dented okay we have contracts I'll handle up some paperwork get things in order then we can get moving very good sir today so everybody needs to get ready everybody needs to pack their shit Thunug I swear if we come back and there are missing potato scouts because they've wandered into a goddamn tomb. I'm going to beat you. But well, it wouldn't be his fault if. Explain to them that they are not to do that. They're not going to listen. I will. Good. That they. Uh, he's saying to Hugo, I, I will, and it basically, the other side of his head is 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 going towards. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I know he. <laughs> Alexi's coming with us, Eno. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. That's Alexi, you're, for the city. Alexi, you're coming with us, right? But of course, it only seems logical that I should go with you. And besides, there's a few places we need to show everybody. Don't forget, <laughs> yeah. we need to take everyone to under the sea. Okay. Oh God, I barely remember that place. That's the best part. Stephen, yeah. I need you to. How get many there. drinks do you think it would take to get the fearbug drunk? Alexi, shut up. The adults are talking. Well, he's got a point, though. Stephen, do your best to get a message to uh, Lorelissa and Cohan Fielderson. Hire them out on a contract basis if you need to, but I need somebody that I can trust watching the town. Very good. Well, and then... Um, I'll work something out with the spies for the other contracts, but that's on me. Very good, Sam. Hey, Thunic, have you ever been inebriated? Uh, hmm. I think so. Did you like it? I think so. <laughs> cool. 
I said someone said that said I should be drunk once after everything I had, so I assume that I was. Okay. So maybe. It, it, you know, turns to Alexi and kind of nah, gives gives him the nod, like we can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so on on, on uh, Stephen starts to steer. Uh, Savat away, and as she, w- as he, as he walks past uh, you, Drenmai, uh, he he whispers very quietly so no one else can hear. He says, "When should we break it to them that Savat will be going with you as your traveling majordomo?" Oh, <laughs> don't worry. They'll enjoy the surprise. Just don't say anything. Does Eno hear that? No, Eno does not hear that. It was very damn it. Or no, well, I, you try, you could do a perception roll. You All can... right, I'm going to do a perception roll. a natural 20. <laughs> no, 14. No, you do not. Okay. So. I just hear some whispering. While they're whispering and going back and forth, uh, Thunek leans over to Savat says, Was that a lot of money? What they were talking about? It's a lot of money. Oh my God, you guys are going to do so good. This is going to be amazing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've got no idea. It's so much money. Oh, no, dude. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I am glad. <laughs> and the camera pulls out through the window of the Silvered Harrier up to the town. It goes up above the town. You know, you see the whole town of Pinedale camera keeps going up and it moves and it it's kind of pans it, it tilts up and tilts and, and uh and uh turns to the left and off in the very very far distance in the you it, it starts to look that the camera looks off into the distance where somewhere out there is water deep and that is where we will end our game this week yay so uh hey folks thanks for watching uh thanks for sticking with us thanks for thanks for playing along with the home game um we are going to be right back with table talk where we will discuss uh old business and new business and we could discuss as we mentioned before things that we've used as bookmarks that were not bookmarks and our favorite seasonal (laughs) cookies um but we will we will deal with that after we deal with old business and we will be back momentarily stick around thank you very much Hey, this is St. Brian here. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. We really appreciate it. You know what would be more awesome is if you would subscribe to our Twitch channel. What does that do? Well, that helps us continue to bring this high-quality content that you've come to know, expect, and maybe even love a little bit. You could subscribe today at www.twitch.tv slash eatdrinkroll. Thanks.